You're listening to Mind of the Alpha, raw, unedited, and straight from the wolf's mouth. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Bobby. We got fucking Geo. What's up, man? What up? You uh, you doing all right? Yeah. You look down and out right now, motherfucker. You good? Tired. I was drinking earlier. Damn, he's hung over and shit, and it's fucking seven o'clock at night. And then we got uh, the one and only Jeremy Reuter. That's me. How the fuck you doing, man? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Good? Yeah, doing great. Huh? This is my normal schedule. Drink early. <laughs> I'm going to be going to bed soon. Well, you asked me to give you a, a schedule of the shows, and I sent you a schedule with all of them on there, so you knew. I just forgot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know how that happens, but anyways. Um, hey, Alphas. We would like to invite you to join the pack. You can find us on Facebook at Mind of the Alpha Podcast. Instagram at mind dot of the alpha and YouTube at mind of the alpha podcast. We hope to see you commenting. Now let's get back to this week's show. We got Jeremy on here. We've been trying to get him on here for a long time. You're a hard motherfucker to get on here, man. I am. Thanks. But, uh, this dude is, um, man, just, t- let's just get into it, man. What, what's up with your, uh, that trip you took? Yeah. So most recent trip, my ever space camp trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so my oldest half brother Ben, uh, can I give him a shout out? Uh, Ready Set World is his uh, his his channel. Cool. Um, he he and I spoke a little bit before, obviously before we went. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me he was planning on doing Never Space Camp. I asked him if I could kind of tag along, and yeah, thankfully work gave me time off, and yeah, we just kind of made it happen, man. Dude, it's fucking insanity. Isn't that fucking crazy, dude? <laughs> like, I couldn't even imagine even going to Nepal, let alone Everest Base Camp. Was it, and that was, like, random for you? Like, I know there's people who, like, trained for a long time to be able to climb Everest. Sure, you know sure. I mean? like, well, I, de- I definitely didn't climb Everest, right? I mean, so, I like, so base, uh, base Camp 1, um, it's just over 5,000 meters, right? So just over, just under 18,000 feet. That's, you climbed the fucking mountain, dude. <laughs> like, you didn't climb all of Everest, that's but now you climbed the base camp there. one. That's higher than a lot of mountains. You're, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're definitely spot on with that. So, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it was uh, impromptu. You know, I've got a back backpacking background. Uh, did the Appalachian Trail in 2018. Oh, nice. Uh, so... It's it was definitely on the list of things I'd like to do. Uh, I didn't really have the plan to do it until he had brought it kind of to fruition and actually you know made it made it say hey I'm doing this. So um, it it kind of started as he and his uh, he and his girlfriend ha- went to Thailand for a month beforehand. Um, that was kind of their trip, and so he figured since he's going to be in that part of the world anyway, why not? Hop a hop on a plane, go go to Nepal and right do base camp. So right, uh, like let's just go to Nepal, climb Everest, <laughs> no big deal. So was he? So how long did you plan this trip before you actually stepped foot on in Nepal? Maybe two months. <laughs> what? <the fuck>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> insanity. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. Uh, so the the trip the trip of actually doing base camp. Most anybody can do it as long as you have enough time you you really can um we went in the end of august first week of september time frame uh, it's kind of the end of monsoon season and 
we kind of got stuck in the airport for a few days uh, waiting for an you airplane. Can, you can turn that can mic I, towards you so you don't have to uh, lean like this. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just make yourself comfortable. Yeah, it's all good. Just don't stick it in your ass. I, I want definitely I mean? like, will do that. If you do that, it's going to be weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't, you know, whoever uses that mic next might get pink eye and everything. I don't want to talk that. So. Yeah, sorry. So two, so <laughs> two months, man. Yeah, yeah. What? What what is the preparation that goes into this? I mean, what what exactly had you ever climbed a mountain before? Yeah, so nothing to that you know height. Uh, that is my my highest elevation so far to date uh, is base camp. So How fucking high is that in feet? Eighteen thousand feet. Holy just, shit! Just under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's just like yeah. He's like so. He's like. Nothing that high. He's like, I'm just gonna start off real, real big. <laughs> yeah. No. So like, so on the Appalachian Trail, um, the highest point on the AT is Clingman's Dome, right? So that's East Coast. But we, I've done Mount Washington, which is kind of the most comparable. You, know, you got a couple other big peaks up in uh, in New Hampshire, Vermont area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can you can definitely get uh, the above tree line feel. Mm-hmm. I mean that's. For me, that's probably my, my favorite part. I like being around where, you know, there's nothing, nothing else is growing. Right? Or, or <laughs> no, minimal. Nothing alive. Right, right. You. Me. I, yeah. I exactly. mean, that would be cool, like, to look out your above trees or, like, above clouds and shit. Like, what the fuck? Well, like, bro, I've, I've been to Tennessee before, up in the mountains of Tennessee. And uh, we stayed in a chalet. Man, I hate talking with no teeth in, dude. I can't stand it, dude. Um, we stayed in a chalet, and... There was it, it was called the Eagle's Nest, and it was the highest chalet on the mountain. But it looked overlooked this huge gully, I guess, man. And I was scared as fuck just being up there, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you you did the Appalachian Trail, and, and the highest point was Clingman's Dome. Yeah, Clingman's Dome, uh, it's Greater Gatlinburg. That's kind of the easiest way to explain you know the general area for where it's at. Um, I feel like I've been there. Probably. Can you drive up yeah, to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they totally. have like bears and shit up there that come around sometimes? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Bears all over Gatlinburg. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Queensland's Dome, where my mom and my aunt went when I was a younger, when I was a kid, and um, this bear tr- chased my my aunt up a tree. Uh, it's there. It's very possible. A black bear. Yeah. Why did she climb up a fucking tree? It could have came up right behind her. What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> Not like climb a, a tree. A bear's fucking chasing you, bro. Then you like, gotta jump going... out of the tree, and it can jump out of the tree and survive more than you can. I mean, I feel like you have a better chance of surviving climbing the tree than you do outrunning a bear. So, black bear, brown bear. I mean, brown bear wouldn't be on necessarily this side, right? They're right. more out, out, out east, Alaska. You know that that area, right? Hear black bear. Black bear are terrified of us. You know, generally, yeah. generally speaking, <laughs> right. I mean, you just you yell like they. Uh, it's funny uh, when I started my AT hike, I wore a bell and I swore that if they gave me like jingle bells as a trail name, I would have lost my mind. So I, ended up getting, I got rid of it real quick. Uh, but black bears are they don't like people. Like, generally speaking, they want your food and they'll get really close while you're asleep. But yeah, they yeah. they don't they just don't like people. The problem with black bears though, man, is there's so many of them in that yeah. area. There's you know you're bound to run into them even if you're just staying there for a week or, or And another like problem that. is because people fucking feed them. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, like people like like I've literally seen people in chalets when we were staying like at the neighboring chalet where they would just. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. No big deal. Where 
like they would be like throwing, <clears throat> cooking hot dogs on their grill and throwing them off and getting the bears to come up. I'm like, that's terrible. Like that's for stupid. multiple reasons. I'm like, what? That's you. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That's my. Hold on. And it's connected to your headset. I'll cut all this out. <laughs> Fucking... My nephew's calling. He just left here. He stayed the night with us. Hmm. I'm just turning my phone off. Sorry about that, man. Um. Go ahead. Oh, but it was just like people were feeding the bears, which is like dangerous for you, dangerous for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that the synthesizes them to people. They think people will give them food. And then they come up to people. Then they get scared. They attack people. Or you have the idiots who bring guns and then will just shoot at the bears. Oh, yeah. Like. Not a fan of those either. No. Like, I, we got into it with some people who were, like, shooting, like, being stupid. And the police ended up coming and a couple of them went to jail. Like. It's like you can't just shoot at the bears, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, it's it's illegal to kill black bears, yeah. even unless you have a specific black permit. bear tag, right? Yeah, you, you have can to have get a, a permit. Tag. There's a season, mm-hmm. right? And you got to have a permit, and you're not allowed to hunt like in the Gatlinburg where the chalets are, right? right? Yeah. Like there's areas where you go to hunt, like them. hunting grounds like, and all that. You're definitely not going to let you shoot the bears that are used to being around people. Like, but <laughs> what do you do on the Appalachian Trail if you come across the bear and it's charging you? You're not allowed to kill it. I mean, chances are you're not. Equipped to kill it, you know. Um, you don't bring a rifle or anything. No, good, good this no, dude. Huh? Why? Nah, well, no, not, would, no. I would definitely bring a pistol. Zero or something chance just that I'm going case. on the Appalachian Trail. Just in without case, without at like, least the three fifty seven. So, I mean, <laughs> that's a big ass gun. I know. <laughs> I'd bring my nine millimeter. Like you know what I'm saying, that's gonna take a black bear down. I don't know, man. That black bear <clears throat> might laugh at you. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna put a whole seventeen. <laughs> You're basically the size of a black bear, though. Well, you know what nine I mean? millimeters so, is going to take me down? Exactly yeah, my point. I don't know. You might be able to <laughs> run through it. Or something. I'll, I'll tell you, bears. They're like I said. They're more scared of us than we are, though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least most people. So, I mean, I had a couple instances where I had bear coming at me, but they weren't. Like I never felt like they were being like it aggressive. Wasn't threatening. Right. It was just more curiosity. They're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I mean, don't get me wrong. Curiosity I, I, killed the bear. I definitely. <laughs> get, yeah, well, that's actually really true. I yeah, mean, it is. That's a fucking saying. I, I it's like my in, my encounter, if you will, if you'll call it an encounter. I was filling up water. I had just gone through all my food. Um, I'm the only person at this this site for the evening, and I'm I'm filling up water, and I just hear this leaf like we'll call it like like thumping a through, yeah, yeah yeah like a loud rustling right <laughs> and it got louder and faster and louder and faster over a really short period of time right i'm filling up my water and i look up and there's a black bear literally barreling down the hill like directly to where i'm at i stood up i yelled it turned around and ran i went i packed all my shit back up. <laughs> Time I, to go. He's I probably gonna five come more back miles. With five of his friends. Oh like. yeah, it was. I said no. I don't. I'm. I'm not with this. I five more miles. I went and found the next group of people, and I stayed kind of near them. Like it's odds are numbers, man. Like right. I guess like, one. They probably won't come if there's a group of us. Two. If they do. I'm sacrificing. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm what I would do if that was me is, and it, it would probably be me, but I'd find the fattest person on the Appalachian Trail. Bobby, I'm would, fatter than you, but I'm faster than you. Yeah, but I would trip you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make sure your fat ass falls down in that bear. No, I wouldn't do that to you, bro. But I'm saying, like, I'll probably be the fattest one out there. 
but I'm finding someone that's a little less fat than me, and I'm gonna knock them over into that. Because <laughs> they're, they're gonna have a hard yeah. time getting up. I get you. Fuck a bunch of getting eaten by a bear. <laughs> man. So like Kevin but, sacrificing people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? You can't blame me there, man. Yeah, like, that's, he, that's I'm not fair. sacrificing you just for a can of corn. Or <laughs> you know, although I would if it was the apocalypse. Or nah, worst but, case scenario, I'd have to shoot at a bear. I mean, I would never want to have to do that. Like, right. I feel like even if I did, even in self defense, I would feel terrible about that because that's their. That's like going into somebody's house and shooting them. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, and them coming around is 99% curiosity. They're right. seeing what the fuck you're doing. Like, hey, like, you're not from around here. What are you doing? Like, they want to sniff. They're going to come bother you probably. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, shit, if you ate twigs and berries all day long, wouldn't you want to fucking host us something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some donuts? Like, hell yeah. I probably wouldn't look like this. You smell kind of good. Tire. What's in that bag? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, grizzlies are the ones you've really got to worry those about. Those are the brown bears. Dude, those are on the West Coast. The I think, yeah, I think yeah. brown bears, but grizzlies, brown aren't they, grizzlies, are they the same thing? Yeah. They, are they? yeah. Brown They're bears are grizzly bears. Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if there was two different species, but... Those are the ones that actually will want to kill you. Well, there's a couple and those, different, and they're not species. afraid of you. And you need a rifle, no, God, a nine millimeter wood gun. You need a thirty out six. You need, yeah, you need that's what I said. A rifle, heavy. like right. Yeah, a fucking grizzly bear. If you would shoot it several times with nine millimeter, it would keep laughing and barreling right at you. Yeah, it's like just be It's like getting stung by a bee or something. That's fucked up. So there are a couple different types of brown bears. So you've got like there's Kodiaks, right? And then you've got regular grizzlies. Kodiaks are they're like the nasty motherfuckers, right? They're, they're Alaska for sure. I was going to say, those are the Alaskan yeah, grizzly yeah. bears. Yeah, those are the ones that super fuck you up. Like, don't get me wrong. Polar bears are badass, too. I, I haven't seen any polar of those bears in a while, but are the most dangerous. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll rock your shit. Yeah. They're, and they're a lot bigger than people think they are. I mean, not a lot bigger than people think they are. I've seen them at the zoo, you, but in the wild, they're... I've heard that they're a lot bigger yeah. in the wild, yeah. obviously. You know like the I mean? ones that they, are surviving and thriving, fuck yeah, they're yeah, huge. Well, they, right. don't, they don't have any natural predator either. Nothing, you know I mean? nothing and, kills and them. And where they're at, nothing kills them. Like, Did you know that their fur is also clear? It's not white? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you, you didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it reflects the snow. That's why they look white. Oh, that's cool. It's crazy. And their skin's actually black. So I also <laughs> read that because of like climate change and mm-hmm. like them losing all of their like natural food sources that they're starting to migrate down and they're starting to breed with grizzlies yeah they're called them pizzlies yes and, and what? so, and so yeah. they're breeding like a I new breed of things, grizzlies that are even bigger than normal grizzlies <laughs> like fucking polar bear and a kodiak bear just you said pizzlies pizzly bear yeah yeah they're Pizzly fucking ridiculous bear oh shit here we go Let's see what they look like here. Ginormous. <laughs> Jesus it, Christ, it's, dude. it's like a white brown bear. What yeah, look, look. Fuck? Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? nasty. No. Like, I come up to right here, and I'm 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy, dude. Look at this motherfucker. Yeah. Look at those teeth. Right. Could you imagine those teeth by Get a picture you? of the, the paws so you can see how long those fucking claws are that would just rip right through you. See, there's some wicked videos of right like, people that survive them. There's a guy, a, yeah. a video that sticks out of my mind for like maybe maybe a year ago. This dude comes out. And he's, I mean, his head's all gay, gouged open. And he's like, I just, I just survived a grizzly ball, a grizzly bear attack. And That's his, probably what he oh, said. Dude, like, he, 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 sound just like that. Yeah. He's like, dude. I'm only alive off sheer adrenaline. He's like, keep me jacked up, or I'm gonna die. Oh like, man, <laughs> like wicked, a leg and everything. Wicked, oh, it, it's. 
It's pretty intense. I can't imagine getting gored open by that. Look at this one. That's, that's like, a great one because there's a man hand next to it. That's like my biggest fear. Look, being consumed by another animal. The claw is bigger than like his hand. It looks like a velociraptor claw. It is a goddamn <laughs> velociraptor <laughs> claw. Five of them. <laughs> He's got five knives that's attached to his hand. Crazy dude. I wonder. I, and and you know how sharp they are and how powerful they are. So it, one swipe and you're fucked. Yeah. And you're just done. Yeah. I mean, isn't that I feel a great like the debate? Pe- Huh? Isn't that the great debate of the bear or a tiger or a bear and a gorilla? I, I think I thought it was. I, th- I think the bear won the gorilla fight. Are you talking about in. Uh... We we debated that once on here. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. think, I think that's part of the. De- like, I thought that was the debate that I had read. Yeah. We debated that and the grizzly won that. I'm sorry. Just because but of grizzly, the claws. If I said that the tiger would win that, now I'm changing my fucking mind. I How feel about like. A gorilla? The gorilla is gonna beat you if it's about like brute strength, but because the bear has like claws and like gorillas don't really bite unless it's like last like last ditch effort. What? Like gorillas will bite the fuck I'm out not, of you. But they, they would pound you first. But I said they I will feel like, but I feel that's like their gorillas last option. are smarter than bears. And that's why they're more of an adverse predator. You know what I mean? <laughs> to you. And I think they'd be more dangerous because they can they can think like you do. Are you talking about to a human? Yeah. What? A, that's what I'm saying. A like gorillas killing any human. <laughs> yeah, that's what, but I'm saying, would you rather fight a gorilla or a fucking grizzly bear? Neither. I mean, if you had to choose, if I you're had in to an arena, one. dude. You're in Rome, in the fucking Colosseum, dude, and they put a gorilla in there and they put a fucking brown bear in there. I think I'd pick the bear. I would fight the bear. I'd probably fight the bear yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, one the story of I. Killed a bear with my bare hands. It sounds pretty fucking awesome, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Unfortunately, your hands were ripped off. Well, I'm yeah, just saying, right. like, if, if, like, one swipe from that midsection. I've done. Like, even if you're still alive, that's, like, such a severe injury that, like, you're, the fight is dwindling <coughs> down immediately. Like, you are leaking now. Not to mention, like, missing a good chunk of your flesh. <laughs> or gone. whatever. Yeah, whatever it got. And then if it's close enough to bite you, it's going to bite instinctively yeah like you know what i'm saying like and the, the barrel goes goes after the back of your neck yeah he's gonna so. try to well, i mean like they would with prey they're gonna try right. to kill you quickly and right. then just eat you like a gorilla isn't like if a gorilla attacked you it's not about food it's about territory i'm changing mm-hmm. my answer i'm fighting the gorilla you think yeah because i don't want to get eaten by a bear <laughs> <laughs> the gorilla would just the kill only, you yeah, the only thing i'm thinking that, I'm okay that, that you have an advantage with the gorilla though is because it's not as big as a brown bear I don't know, man. Yeah, but it's it's just as strong though. It may be stronger. Maybe. That's why I said the gorilla or the gorilla only lost to the bear because of the bear's I'm claws just and say, fangs. Fuck it, neither one. Dude. The bite force from the bear plus its <laughs> if ability anybody to ever scratch. Tries to put me in the coliseum with a brown bear and a gorilla and says I got to fight one of them, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm attacking them. Yeah, yeah. Attack I'm going them immediately. Yeah, like, well, my take only them. option was to try to kill you right then and escape because as soon as you release either of those, I'm done anyway. So exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. That would be some extreme gladiator shit. But like, if I kill this fucking bear, I'm the king of whatever country this is. Like, <laughs> like, period. I feel like uh, we should do a shot. It's a shot. There's, um, do you see those? Can do you like Kentucky coffee? Have you ever had that? Uh, I don't yeah. want that shit. He doesn't. There's two here. You see those little bottles next to the alien head? These? Yeah. You like coffee? I like coffee in my beer. It's good as fuck, dude. It's whiskey. Um, so you, on the Appalachian Trail, man, 
obviously bears probably aren't your biggest adversary. Right, right. Right? It's Would people. you say maybe like coyotes? No? Uh, the, I, the only thing you really need to worry about is other people. Really? Yeah. Is there a lot of like robbery and stuff like that on there? Or? Um, it, it, It's gotten a whole lot better, I'd say, from maybe 10 years before I did it to mm-hmm. even through my time doing it. Isn't that pretty good? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste like coffee. I think it tastes just like coffee. Everybody else says it doesn't. I was going to say, when I tasted it, it tasted like coffee. Yeah. yeah. Michelle says it doesn't. My, my mom said it didn't. It tastes like caramel, they said. Yeah, I'd say like maybe like a butter toffee. It tastes just like coffee to me. It was good. <clears throat> so so when when was it you did the AT? Uh, 2018. So I started, it took me four months, 10 days. Uh, I started February 25th, and I finished on the 4th of July. What Was there a point in, in that time where, like, you almost gave up? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Andover, Maine. So most people like where, it, where did you start? I started it in Springer Mountain, Georgia. Okay. So, uh, it, it, for those who don't know, uh, it, it traverses the uh, the Appalachian Trail is uh, two thousand one hundred ninety point nine miles the day, the year I did it. It increases in length because they reroute some things every year. Um, it goes over fourteen states um, from Georgia all the way to Maine. Um, That's fucking. First off, kudos, man. Fucking <laughs> real deal, like. You just went out there with a fucking backpack and some supplies, and you were like, we're about to hit these 14 states in four months. Let's go. <laughs> See, I, 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 I would love, I, and I told you this, I would, <laughs> I would love to do that. You know what I mean? I've always wanted to do that. I just don't have the 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 uh, capability to yeah. take off work that long to, you know, to do it. I don't even know if I could do it. I was going to say, I don't have the capability as far as work goes or the physical fitness. I know I wouldn't. I'm sure you, you got to prepare. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. That's not something you just go out and do. Yeah. Uh, although this motherfucker went out <laughs> to like, climb base camp at Everest, and yeah. we're going to definitely get to that. No, I I planned the AT. I I, I mean, I planned everything to a T. Like Excel spreadsheets, everything. Nice. For it took me nice. almost a year, if not a more than a year, of collective research. You know, from just the knowledge base. I mean, I've got a background, like my military background, kind of set me up to be able to get through, you know, tough things, right? Basic survival and all yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it teaches yeah. you, you know, basic first aid. I was a corpsman, so I did a lot of, you know, medical for, for the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through those skills and, you know, knowing how to pack a bag and walk, um, I mean, you can do anything. And right? it's like, people, no, it's like, we laugh, like we kind of chuckle, but that shit's important. Like yeah, knowing yeah. how to pack your bag, knowing how heavy it's going to be because you got to fucking carry it the whole fucking way for four months. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it gets lighter as you go, but then there's stops along the way where you resupply totally. and you can't over resupply because your back's, your I mean, pack's you going to be yeah, heavy. Pack like, probably weighs, what, 75 pounds uh, or so? So I started the AT uh, with a 55 pound bag, and that's a heavy backpack. Really? I, my, my, my mindset was I want everything just in case. And it was very much a military of I can carry it, I can I, I'll bring it, and I did. I, I mean I, I did. I had I had a twelve inch Bowie knife on me. I didn't need. <laughs> now, like now, when I go backpacking, my base weight my base weight's sub ten pounds, so that's minus food, water, uh, everything minus consumables. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know who the person was that started the AZ <laughs> to like how I how I backpack now. 
It's totally different. Fifty five pounds. That's a lot of weight on your back, man. I, yeah. I went I've been hiking before. You saw that ba- that bag I have down in the garage hanging mm-hmm. out. That was my backpack bag. And um when I used to backpack. And dude, just going up, just you know what I mean? Nowhere near what you did was fucking crazy, dude. It was so hard. It was it was I think everybody should do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, I'm I inclined to agree with you. That's some fucking get to know. That's some alpha shit. Literally, like the get to know, like if you could survive type shit. Like you survived in the fucking wilderness for four. Would you say four and a half months? Yeah, just under four and a half. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so what did you bring with you? I mean, what was your what what was in your pack? And so, yeah, you said you, you wanted to take everything. So oh, what did yeah. everything so I, entail? So everything was I wanted extra socks, extra pants, extra like all the the I don't want to have so many dirty clothes over the course of you know a week or two weeks because I like I'm thinking who knows how frequently I'm gonna be able to change my drawers you know mm-hmm. um, eventually you you, you stopped just, giving a fuck. yeah you don't, I didn't give a shit dude the last the last uh, roughly 200 miles I hiked in my boxers at, my boxers at this shirt at, like <laughs> the shirt I'm wearing right now uh, I, that's what I I finished when my finished photo uh, I'm standing on top of the Katahdin sign in my boxers and this T-shirt I've seen that I can vouch for that yeah, I've it's, seen your finished photo it's uh yeah it's yeah, you just stop giving a shit about fuck anybody else and any anything that they they think they're not doing your journey. Like, it's, yeah, right. I, I gotta ask you though, man, because a lot of people I've never seen this answer before. Did you beat off on the trail? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you had to, man. So you went four and a half months without busting a nut. No, no, no. So okay, no, <laughs> no. I, I am married, and my my amazing wife uh, kind of. I don't want to say allowed, but definitely approved of me doing this trip. So um, I appreciate that? her very, very heavily for that. Um, I, I got a pretty, pretty cool story with with my wife and you know the how everything kind of happened mm-hmm. uh, when I did the AT. Um, I'll go into that in a little bit. I'll digress for for a okay. while. I'm a, here, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop asking questions. No, no, no story, feed, feed me the question. Feed Just me tell the us the fucking feed story. The yeah. um, so. Now I don't remember what your first question was. <laughs> what did you bring with you? Oh, what did I bring with me? Yeah, so um, basic my my basic kit now relative to what it was then is a, a third of the size. So um, extra clothes, lots of extra clothes. Uh, I actually carried two different water filters and three different knives. I mean, I carried a full cutlery set, knife, fork, outside of like my three different pocket knives. Um I, I mean, I brought all kinds of ridiculous, ridiculous shit. My tent, why? That's what. I was, why'd you have three different knives? I don't, so, what was your thought process well, there? In case you lose one. One, yeah. I mean, I've lost all <laughs> kinds of shit. <laughs> all kinds of shit. Um, you know, so you can't really use a a small knife to split big wood. And starting in late February, there's not a whole lot of other people starting in that time. Um, it, the typical rush is you know late March. Like when the weather is starting to get good. Um, like I said, I started in February. It's fucking winter time. And yeah, so I, I thought I needed extra clothes. And I, I, I had the bright idea that I could create my own sleeping bag. Uh, I spent months building this thing. Um, alpaca fiber is what I filled it with. I 
Wouldn't it have been just cheaper to buy a, uh, a really good one or something? It wouldn't have been cheaper. Maybe maybe like <laughs> time to hours invested, yes. Um, time, time to lessons learned, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, uh, it did keep me alive, so that's that's a plus. Uh, it kept me alive uh, all the way up until I got to Fontana Dam. And well, you're still alive, so it I'm kept still alive. alive the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. De- I definitely didn't die. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, so no, so I, I had a resupply come through, and I got a new sleeping bag, a bunch of new clothes, um, a lot more lightweight clothes, base layers that were more equipped for. I was gonna say, well, as you went, it. the weather got better. Yeah, so I dropped all my winter gear. Mm-hmm. Yes, same place. Um, I dropped I dropped a fair amount of winter gear there. Um, that was Fontana Dam, right before you go into the Smokies. Uh, this was. Early March, maybe mid March time frame. Um, got a new sleeping bag, some new socks, and things like that. Um, also, found out my wife was pregnant with our second child. Oh shit! Yeah, so it was me and two of my two brothers, two of my brothers. Um, so I got a resupply box with an ultrasound photo in it and cards for my kids. Oh, that's from pretty my, cool. From my yeah, so that was that was a really awesome place in and of itself. Um, yeah, so now I had a reason. And like we kind of planned that to happen. Um, it was the intent. Uh, you know, to have we, the baby? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. For her to be pregnant uh, while to, you were on the AP? And, and for me to find out. Yeah, so, so he, that's like a positive, something to keep him going. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Pardon. She found out a day before I started that she was pregnant. And she didn't tell me. I was Per, per my request, uh, like I said, I, like all of our planning was... You know, this is what I would like to happen. If we get, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, well, you know, it is what it is. So we'll kind of get into the whole beat off question that here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, we get in. I, I, I'm you know a month in. I find out. We get to Hot Springs, North Carolina, and this is like our like the first like 300 mile mark ish, um, and. Was was our the three hundred mile mark was the the mark for my my brother Ben to kind of keep up with us before he had to you know get off trail, mm-hmm. um, so wife kids they all came up and about this time I also got sick with Giardia, um, so I had a really nasty. For, for those that don't know, what is that? Uh, Giardia is uh, it's basically we'll call it a parasite that you get from drinking dirty water. Yeah, um, gives you the shits, diarrhea. Yeah, vomiting. yeah, it's. I will tell you, it's the it's the worst, and the the drug they give you to treat it is even worse. It's it it, it coats your mouth like with this nasty metal taste that you just can't can't get out of out of your mouth. It's disgusting. Really, I'll think of the name of it in a few. It's one of those that I've buried <laughs> deep down inside. He's like, I blocked it's, that it's, out because that was it's traumatic. Bad. Um, so. It, it wasn't that I drank dirty water. I mean, I guess by default I did, but my filter, I can tell you the day it happened, um, we had just left this guy's hostel. The snow was coming down. We got like 10 inches of snow in like a four and a half hour window. This was when we were going through the Smokies. We were actually leaving the Smokies that day. Um, we resupplied, blizzard came, and we got the bright idea to kind of push on. Um, we got to this like U-shaped like sleeping platform. Mm-hmm. Um, we all snuggled up against each other and, you know, waited till the morning came. But I hope this isn't the beat off story. No, no, okay, that's not the beat off story. <laughs> no, this is my, my, my two, <laughs> brother, two of my brothers. No, 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 totally not. Um, so fast forward. I don't know why I got into, into that. Um, 
into that. I'm going to lose my train of thought because I digress too much. That's the <laughs> issue. That's, that's, that's my issue. Um, You're good, man. Just, just flow with it. Fuck it. Oh, you know. So we... Oh, so uh, my filter. So that night I didn't sleep with my water filter. So when you're using, I, I was using a Sawyer Squeeze. It's probably the number one rated, everybody uses it kind of water filter. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is when water freezes inside the, 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 the little nanotubes, whatever, it expands and now all the bad shit can get through it. So that's how I got sick. Giardia came through. Um, wife came and picked this up. Here's the, uh, needless to say, I'm shitting my brains out. I came, I came, we actually came back to Cincinnati. Um, Ben stayed here. Zach and I ended up going back. Um, my mom and, uh, my mom's fiance dropped us back off in, in, in the South. But, um, yeah, so my, I didn't have quite the, uh, what do you call that? The celibate time (laughs) while I was gone to tie it all back to the jerk off question. (laughs) I, I feel like um, we we did an episode a couple weeks ago where we talked about this, and I said, Gio, were you here? I, don't I think, think so. you were when we talked about, like I said, there's no way I can go daily without either beating off or fucking my wife. Because if I don't come, then I can't think straight. Oh, this was more than weeks ago. This was no, this was a few weeks ago. This is when uh, Chad and John were here. You weren't here. It was me, Chad, John, and, and uh, Kevin. But... um. I don't know, man. I feel like I couldn't focus out there if I was like. We've talked blue about this before, though, because <laughs> you know I, mean? I like, told him I was like, that make that means you're like an addict. I was like, I don't get how. It doesn't make me an addict. I like, I don't it, have to do it. I would call that it. an addiction, Bobby. But there's. <laughs> <laughs> he said I would call that. A, yeah, dude. There's like, a lot of people just said that you say can't that. function. It fucks with the way you think because unless you come, like there's a lot I don't of people. Think there's a lot of people that say that though. There's a lot of people who have addictions. I don't know if it's an addiction because I don't have to like. I'm not addicted to jerking off. You know what I mean. You're addicted to coming. (laughs) The fact that you said addicted like four or five times. (laughs) It feels good. (laughs) That's how drug addicts feel when they use drugs. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Hey, if anybody out there can help me with this and uh, reach out. I was gonna say that's sex addiction is a real thing. That's a thing. Yeah, like I don't feel like like don't get me wrong like. Everyone alive likes the way it feels when you come. Like, that's a human, like, you know what I'm saying? Anatomical good feeling. Everyone likes the way that feels. But, like, no, like, I could go a week without sex. It's like, do I do that? No, not frequently. <laughs> so you, you don't beat off the whole, at all? No. I don't. I don't believe you. Like, I, don't, I don't always get, like, horny like that all the time. Like, you will. <laughs> you will. Um,. Anyways, I digress. Um, so you, you did your thing with your wife or whatever, and then so so you went back out there sick, or did you get over the Giardia? Got over it, yeah, yeah. That drug they gave me worked. It tasted like shit. But how it long worked. did it take to to overcome that? It I took mean, me four days to damn. like stop. Oh, well, from start to finish, how many days of shitting my brains out and barfing my brains out? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably nine straight days of that. So you were on the trail, still feeling sick and all that at some not point. when i went back okay. um but when i got it yeah so I, we got two hot springs and i was very fortunate that it hit me like the day we got to hot springs. i would there's nothing like running from your tent to the nearest dollar general to shit in their bathroom <laughs> five or six times in like a six hour or seven hour window it is it's it's terrible <laughs> i imagine 
and did it for three days. <laughs> it was it was terrible. That's crazy. So you were how long were you off the trail then? Complete after and I mean from nine the, days. The duration of the entirety of of my trip, mm-hmm. I was down. I was probably down twenty three days. Okay, so now it's like more than once. No, no. So over uh, the April holiday, um, my brother Zach and I got bored and wanted to see if we could hitchhike home. <laughs> so we hitchhiked from Marion, Virginia, all the way back to Cincinnati um, through help. Of, are you familiar with the Chad? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, in in Texas, I was in the military with, uh, runs a chive chapter. I posted something in one of like his groups, and he kind of grapevined it to a guy that lives in Florence. Uh, his name's Josh. Josh drove from Florence to Marshall University and picked Zach and I up uh, in the parking lot. This this dude, I'm 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 like five nine, five ten, right? This guy jacked up truck. I'm telling you, I don't, I, six, seven, and like, I'm like, shit, like, I will tell you, it was kind of intimidating. I looked at, I will tell you, I don't know if he remembers this or not, but I remember looking at Josh and I'm like, hey man, you're not like going to hurt me, right? And it, <laughs> it, it was, it was kind of amusing. Like, I, I laugh about it. I still laugh about it. So yeah, Josh, Josh and I haven't talked in, in a while, but I mean, he, I see him working on Facebook. I'd, you know, I'd creep a little every once in a while. But, yeah. Yeah. So we hitchhiked back here. Um, over the April holiday, and then my mom. Um, what's it the mom? April holiday? Are you talking about four twenty? Four twenty, man. Yeah, the April just, holiday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you talking about Easter or four twenty? Uh, I guess. Well, Easter sometimes in March. Isn't yeah, it? No, it is. But some, most times in April. All right, that's a valid point. Okay. That's a valid point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So so four twenty. So we hitchhiked over four twenty. Um, went back. Uh, hitch. My mom dropped us off in. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town, West Virginia. Uh, we hitchhiked from West Virginia all the way back down to Marion, Univer- Marion, uh, Marion, Virginia. Got back on trail where we stopped and came back up. Um, one of, there's there's a couple different like phrases in the in the through hiker world. You got white blazes are the like the paint strip on the tree that kind of tells you where you're like you're. What, what's it called? White blazes. White blaze. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like blazer trail. Yeah, blazer trail. Right. right okay. It's like it's basically a white stripe. Okay. Um, then you've got blue blazes. Um, they normally one one of two different things. It's either like a, a route towards water, like if you're in the middle of nowhere, that's kind of what it means. Um, the Appalachian Trail is also the, like the most heavily traveled long distance trail there is. So right. it's a very social trail. Um, but I, I digress. Uh, other blue. And sometimes yellow um, will also indicate a branch off of off of the AT to another trail. Um, then you've got like the big term yellow blazing, and I did a little bit of yellow blazing. Guilty as charged. Uh, yellow blazing is when you skip sections of trail um, for whatever reason. So I skipped a couple different sections on my through hike. But- is it like yellow blazing? Does it take you like down into a town? Or something, it can, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or it just takes you off the trail. It takes Is it like you, a shortcut. Yeah, so kind of depending upon your level of purist mentality. Yeah, so if you, it's if you don't walk this way around a tree and you walk the other way around a tree, mm-hmm. that technically, in I guess technically, it's a it's a yellow blaze. Um, I'm using it more in the in the sense of I would go into this town and I'd say, okay, well, I have X amount of time. Like I was on a time crunch. I had to be done before my wife gave birth and before our other child 
well, obviously I would have been done before my wife gave birth, but um, my other child's birthday's in July. So I had to be done before her birthday. I wasn't missing it. Um, so I was on a time crunch. So I, I, I skipped a couple sections during my, my through hike. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same 12-month window, I did go back and finish them. So that's why I considered a through hike. Um, so you know, the, the the purists out there will dock me points for that. But, uh, fuck them. You know, it, it, I did it for me. <clears throat> fuck, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's that's. I, I forgot how I digressed into all that, but. <laughs> that fucking April holiday getting to. Oh yeah, is that? Um, oh no, I finished it. I, I went back to it. I did go back to it. No, so that was the rest of the time that we took off was you know the hitchhiking time back, uh, and then you do get bored, you know, to tie it back to the initial question of, you know, any time that I wanted to like, quit and give up, I didn't experience the want to give up until Maine. And not because Maine was hard. Like, I had already done 1800 miles. It's 2100 and change. When you've done that much and you've invested that much time already, you know, you can physically do it. It's, mm-hmm. I had no doubt that I could accomplish the task because I'd already done six times what I have left to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember walking into this, this place, little red hen diner. Um, uh, the owner's name is Melissa. I don't, I, no, I don't believe she has it anymore, but I, I walked into this town after I met the guy that I ended up finishing the AT with. I met him like the day before all of this happened. <coughs> um, went up, we were going to, we were going to have food and they were closed. I ended up, Pitching, pitching my tent in the back, like the backyard of this restaurant. <laughs> I was there for three days, and like day, day three, I walked up and I'm like, Melissa, I'd like, I would like, they become like your therapist, right? Like you don't like, like you got the people that you're hiking with, and you know, I'm sure we'll get into like the people that I met and things like that. So I'll save those stories, but. Um, Melissa was great. I, I slept in her. I slept in her backyard in my tent for three days, and um, this I, I did. Um, so like I, I did a slack pack. So I dropped a bag and I went ahead and then hiked backwards. So I hiked. I'm going northbound, but I would go up, drop my stuff, so I don't have to carry all my shit. I come back and you know I I can t- hike it in twice the speed because I'm carrying half the weight and I don't have you know that that. That, that shit holding me down, right? So I get back and I talk to her and I'm like, Melissa, I, I've already done all this. Like, I'm, I should just go home. So she told me, she's like, go down the street, grab a pen and paper, libraries, or library, bookstore, whatever it was. Went in, I grabbed, I grabbed it and I just started to write. It took me like three pages of writing and I'm like, well, now I understand kind of like all about me. And it was one of those enlightening moments, you know. Like, just because you hit that hard place, don't stop, right? Get on my soapbox for a second. <laughs> yeah, so it, that was a big credit to them for, for you know, getting me through that mental block. I learned a lot about myself in that moment. And so that was the, the only time that I, I wanted to quit. So was, what, what, what are some of the things you wrote down, though? I mean, was it, what, what was the point and purpose of that? Is it the reasons why you were doing what you were doing? So I, I, that's what it started to be. Um, the, the, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I going to keep doing this? Why, why do I want to quit? Um, the, the rule is never quit on a bad day, right? Like if you have a bad day, you know, everybody has a bad day. It's easy to quit on a bad day. Have a, have a, like a, a thought. I had three days that were not really bad days. They were just like Boring constantly days. in my own head. Right. Yeah. And it was, Andover's a cool little town, <coughs> you know, like, but it was not, 
and it was a trail town, you know, right. like, and the people that were there were awesome. And it's, it was just like, I've, I've, I've come and I've, I've done everything that I wanted to do except finish. And like, what's the point of me finishing? If that's the only thing that I have left, like the goal was to figure this out. And then I'm like, well, hell I figured it out. Now I really don't have to finish. So eventually, you know, the guys that I was piggybacking with, if you will, um, we're pushing on and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to push on with you guys and I kind of push through it. So it was a real enlightening time. Hell yeah, man. More, yeah. I mean, you, you got to think, I mean, how much time you actually had to sit and think about life and yourself, you know what I mean? Even outside of those three days, just being out there on the trail, um, you had your brother with you, right? Which brother was it? So I had uh, Ben was with me in the very very beginning, and then right. Zach walked. Uh, Zach walked with me till uh, so Zach, basically done camp. T- so you told me before what happened with Zach, and I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Um, why he didn't finish with you? Um, fucking crazy. So tell, <laughs> tell, tell me. I, was, that, I don't man. know. Yeah. That. yeah so uh, <clears throat> first, uh, God rest his soul, man. I I think about Zach all, every, every day. So I didn't know he had passed, man. I'm sorry yeah, to hear that. No, thank you. Um, yeah, un- very unfortunate. Um, anyway, so so Zach, um, Zach and I started together. Zach, like, the, I'll give you the stool, the full beginning to how it happened. Zach had no intention of hiking with us in any capacity, <laughs> right? Like Zach, Zach's my youngest brother. So wait, he he didn't even plan on going with you. He at was all? eighteen years old. Like, <laughs> he had he had never backpacked, never slept like in a like in a backpacking tent, like never done any of this, any of it. And Ben and I, like I said, Ben and I had been planning it for almost a year at that point, um, seriously planning for every bit of six months or so. And I mean, when you go to quit your job and, you know, go accomplish a life goal, you like, you have to put seriously a a very high level of thought into like what you're doing, especially when you've got a kid. I was in that situation. Mm -hmm. So we thought about it, we planned it all out. And two days before we go to leave, Ben calls me and Ben's like, Hey, uh, do you have any extra gear? I'm like, yeah, why? And he's like, Zach wants to come with us. I'm like, all right. So pulled up all my military stuff and Ben pulled some of his extra gear and, you know, we built a pack with him for him. And yeah, so Zach had never hiked before. And I'll tell you what, Zach crushed me in miles. Uh, he, he hiked much better than I did from the rip. Um, you know, having experience with a pack and everything like that, it was, you know, I, didn't really make sense but i mean he's young 18 19 years old crushed it crushed it i like absolutely crushed miles That's and awesome. yeah he 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 killed it so he wanted to uh he made it you know through me getting sick hitchhiking with me um we hiked all the way to duncan roughly just past the half basically the halfway mark um and we're hiking um like for a couple couple days maybe a week if uh, he, he had mentioned that he wanted to have Waffle House for, for uh, I I heard about Waffle House too much. Okay, <laughs> and I love me some Waffle House. So we're, we we get to a street crossing with with a couple other guys, and one of them decides that he's going to go with us. I pull up on my GPS. I'm like, hey, there's a Waffle House. Like we're at an overpass, so not it's not always super secluded in the woods. Um, some you'll have some shared pathways if you will like street and things like that it's mm-hmm. there's not very many of them um that's why it, it, it's the longest foot only right um but nonetheless 
we get to this overpass and we walk down the highway to go to Waffle House. We eat at Waffle House. We hike all the way back to the trail. This is it. There's a, I'll never forget this spot. Uh, like I said, it's in Pennsylvania, um, in near Duncannon. And there's a telephone pole at the corner of the street. And we took, we took two different pictures with it. He's like, Hey man, I think I'm done. <laughs> uh, like we had just hiked, like, we had just done like a 13 mile day. Just went and ate white, uh, ate waffle house. And we're going to camp at this point. We got another three, four miles or so. And he, he just hits me with the, I think I'm done. I'm like, I turn around. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You think you're done? Like we got a couple more miles ago. You can't like, you can't, camp here he's like no i think i'm gonna go home <laughs> what <laughs> oh yeah oh it it took me to uh like a moment to realize like okay well i guess i'm gonna be out here by myself now where so ben was gone at this point ben was ben had been gone for a while really yeah maybe like i mean six seven hundred miles so was that was that one of those times where you're like damn maybe i should quit too maybe i should go home No, it did the exact opposite. He said, I'm going to fucking finish it. Yeah, so what he told me before before he left me, he goes, dude, you're doing this for you. He goes, you have something that you want to gain, and he goes, that's that's all you, man, so do it. And he goes, and you better do it. And I'm like, I don't know. All right. (laughs) Like, you're my, my little brother, right? Like, significantly little brother. And... Yeah, like to leave him on the side of the road. I, so I, I, I called him. I called Dad. I was like, "Hey, um, you know, because like through the entire hike, you're gonna have like anytime you spend that amount of time with anybody, you're gonna fight." And this, oh yeah. And brothers, it, you're gonna fight. Yeah. So we had our like we had our our fights and things like that. I mean, very very fun fights. When you look back on it, you're like, "Oh well, I'm glad those ended, you know, positively." <laughs> uh, but I, I remember calling. I'm like, so. It was a really good day, and Zach is done. <laughs> Zach needs a ride. <laughs> That's you got to come pick Zach up at this telephone pole down here by Waffle House. He's two point three miles from Waffle House. <laughs> That's ex- almost. Ex- it's like you guys are there. It's, that's basically the conversation. We're good at it. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Uh, so, needless to say, they stopped everything that they were doing and drove. Nine hours in Pennsylvania to pick him up. So did you stay with him for the nine hours? Oh, no. You just roll out. <laughs> oh, I rolled out. So what the fuck did he do the whole time? I probably took a nap. I'm. I believe they. Like, he went and got a hotel and you know waited. I mean, he's 18 years old, so I I, I believe he booked it. They may have booked it. I'm details are were right, beyond yeah, me. I like my thought was, I have miles to knock out because I'm not going home yet and. If I go, I might go home. It, right. it wasn't like I wanted to leave. If I'm still standing here with him when my parents get here, like, I, like may I might leave. get in I the may, car, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I already knew at that point Ashley's pregnant. and I mean, But at the same time, the whole reason that I, I did it, one of the whole reasons I did it was, you know, like I said, I've got, a, at this point, at this point in time, I had one kid. How can you look at your kid and tell them you can do anything that you want to do, you just got to do it? If you don't, you know what I mean? Like that for me, that was, well, I have to do it. Like, right. You know, I, it's a life goal of mine and I have the opportunity to, I'd be foolish to not, right. not do it. Yeah. Especially with my wife. My wife's the most supporting. How, I mean, she has to be hell. I went to the Everest, right? What, like, what did she think about it when you told her you wanted to do it? I mean, was, was there hesitation on her part or? No. None at all. What, what did she know this was a life goal of yours? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, oh yeah, we're very, very, like the life goal was I wanted to do it with her. Um, like originally I wanted to do it. Then we met, I'm like, well, this would be really fun for both of us. It turns out my wife doesn't really like <laughs> I mean, she'll do it. Like, she'll definitely go in the woods. She has no problem with being in the woods. She has no problem with being in a tent. She has no problem with, with any of them. Just not for twenty one hundred miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely doesn't want to go for <coughs> big, big mile Five months, days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna go out, I want to do knock. If if I do ten miles now, if I do ten miles, I'd be happy with ten. But there, when I finished that, if I wasn't going out for a twenty mile day, it was depressing. I'm going to go out and just slam 20 miles today. It's like my, what's that? What's that, what's that movie where, where he beats himself? Brokeback Mountain? No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Movie? No, um, are you talking about where uh, Angels and Demons? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or the, the uh, what's the guy's name? Fucking Powder Guy just starts beating himself yes. with a whip. So it's like. I guess like how I would attribute it, like, that's my version for, for hiking. Right. Like, when I go knock out monster mile days, it's not like I hike because I really enjoy hiking, but it's like the way I like really challenge one, my mental sanity for being able to stay inside my head and focus for that, that kind of a beating. But I mean, 20 miles when you sit at a desk job is a lot of miles. You, have you ever heard of David Goggins? Oh yeah. Dude's a beast. Of course. Dude's Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. What? Oh my god, dude. I read all his books. Um Beast fucking, is an understatement. Dude, crazy, dude. Like running like hundred and twenty five mile marathons and shit all the time. Like didn't he run one that was longer than that too? He's he ran on broken feet. His fucking legs and feet were broken. He ran a, a whole human. entire marathon, bro. Yeah, dude's a superhuman. Like when Bring you, up a picture, David Goggins. He when, um, oh, dude! I get, any picture he pulls up, you're gonna see what intensity looks like. This dude is—he just—he just looks intense. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He's—he was dude, a Navy he's SEAL. Like, yep. He's like the fucking epitome of motivation. He right? went yes, through he three he hell weeks. Like, Stop being a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, that's yeah. what he says. He sounds yes. exactly like that. He's like, oh, I love the one where he was talking about himself because you know he used to be overweight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he started off at yeah. three hundred fifty pounds. Do you know? He was like, like, and then he realized he was like, that was when I realized I but was. But he just lost being a bitch. that. He lost all that weight in like three months. He ran to go to the seals so he could go into the seals and start training to be the seals. He the ran seals. eight. Hundred mile marathons, eight weekends in a row. Yeah, look at his look at this. Have you ever seen his uh, pull up hands? Where he was um, trying to beat the world record. He was trying to do like four thousand pull ups without. Yeah, dude, in twenty four hours, he did it too. That ain't that doesn't do it any justice. I don't think that's even it. They were lacerated and and completely like he failed the first time because it got down to the bone. His gloves that he wore like melted away. And there was a nurse there, and she said, you're going to lose your hands if you keep going. It got down to his bone. Um, so then, like, three or four months later after it healed, he redid it, and he beat the record. That doesn't surprise me. Like, David Goggins is the man. <laughs> you guys should check his books out. He's got two books. He just released another one. I can't remember what it's called, but they're really good. I, I, I've read both of them. Um, extremely motivational. I don't know if you guys read or anything, but. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you make your bed? <clears throat> Do I make my bed? No. Do you know the reference? Um, kind of. I'm thinking, yeah. So, 
arguably one of the most uh, impactful, like motivational speeches, was given by a Navy SEAL. Uh, I can't I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but it's like the 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 key to being great is making your bed. Making your bed. It's it's it was I don't know what maybe Texas University. Is it this guy? Yeah, you want to change a, the world? Start yeah. up by making your bed. Yeah, no, this dude's the man. What's his name? I can't read. That. McCraven. William McCraven. Admiral McCraven. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I have heard that before, man. But do you make your bed? No. No, my wife does. <laughs> you make your bed. Sometimes I did today. Every yeah, I, I mean do we do every, every once in a while, but not every day. And it's usually not me that does it. So my wife usually does it if if she does. It's like so. I didn't have to work today, but Nat did. So when I got out of bed, I made the bed. Right. But like sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I'll just get out. Like all right, so I'll say as like as a standard, I would say no. Like, but it's weird because Nat likes to, and Nat she'll want to make the bed before we get in it at night. Like the bed will be unmade all show, day, dude. God like, damn it! The bed will be unmade all day. I'll be laying in there just covered up with a blanket, and she'll be like, "Babe, let's make the bed." I'm like, "You want to make it to get in it and just mess it up?" Michelle does like, the yeah. same shit. She's I do like, the same I don't, thing. She's like, "I don't." <laughs> she's like, "I don't like the sheets being pulled up, or I don't like the fucking uh, pillows not being right." But as I'm soon like, as you get in the bed, then well, it I'm instantly about gets to lay messed on this up. Bed. My right, fat ass is gonna wrinkle this shit up anyways. It's Fuck the it. same messed up that you've had before. <laughs> It is. It's like, like, like she'll put all the pillows together and then immediately get in the bed and then throw the pillow she doesn't use on the floor. You can't, I'm like, you can't tell you, me. Why did you even put it on the bed? Like, leave it on the floor. <laughs> but, but I see, I kind of see where they're coming from, too, because a lot of people will be like, well, um, well, you know, why wipe my ass? Because I got to shit in a little bit anyway. So no, you know that's what I mean? not so the same thing. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm talking about the, the reference. I'm not talking about no, it's yeah. not the same thing, but I'm saying like. Why, you know, people will be like, why should I brush my teeth? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, why should I brush my teeth if I'm going to eat breakfast here in a little bit? You know what I mean? Sure. Shit like that. But it, I think it does um, create, I think I think the majority of what it is, is it creates responsibility, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, it really helps with uh, a routine. Because I, I think successful people obviously have a routine, a daily routine. It's the and small if you don't, victories it's, exactly. Too. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. like if you like, like starting off your day like it's the simplest thing you can do. Get out of bed, and make your bed. You just started off your day with a victory, right? You know what I mean? Like it you set a task, you accomplished it. It instantly gives you endorphins. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're like good. Bed's made. Don't gotta worry about that now. Right. On to the next thing. Like, right. Brush my teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like you were just saying. Like brush my teeth. Eat breakfast. Brush my teeth again. Like whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're gonna do. Like it instills that discipline, it. right? That that self-esteem because of the Dis- accomplishment and the discipline of okay, I have to do these things. And it and and like you said, it's the details. Right? I would say more than anything, the number one quality in all like millionaires, billionaires is discipline. It's the fact that they do the shit they don't want to do. Even I've even heard David Goggins talk about that. He's like, he's like the shit that you don't want to do is the shit that you need to do the fucking most. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was exactly how he phrased it. He's <laughs> like the shit you need the fucking most. I love that he cusses like when he's on podcasts all the time. Like he keeps that shit real. Bro, like, his shit's every other word. And he would word. just straight I, tell you know, him, like, like you're just being a bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, like, stop being a pussy. Lace your fucking shoes up and get out there and run, or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily like, want to put I'm... him on the same same pedestal, but Andrew Tate has a very similar style. Andrew the... Tate's a very. Um, I I think a lot of people just don't get that guy. Uh, you're right. 
I, I don't I, think a lot of people don't get David Goggins. <clears throat> they get the story and the but idea and the concept. Entertainment but they're fucking is alphas. Like, they're like, yeah. they get what they want because they don't stop. They don't until accept they get no. it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they don't understand failure like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, failure to one person isn't failure to them. Failure is just like, oh, I'm not going to stop. Like, right. <laughs> it's like, I haven't failed. I just haven't reached it yet. Like, yep. <clears throat> I, I think Andrew Trade, he's just very controversial. Um oh. Totally. I think the problem, 100%. With, and I've said this in the past, the problem with Andrew Tate is, is he'll say something and people will only listen to 10 second clips of what he said. Mm-hmm. They don't listen to the whole conversation. And I, I guarantee if you go out and you listen to the whole conversation, you'll understand what he's meaning. Well, I was going to say, context. he gets a lot of negative press exactly. based that way too, like where they'll get a 10 seconds of what he, like a, He'll he'll be speaking for five minutes, but they'll clip the ten to forty five seconds to make him look terribly misogynistic. Isn't it amazing yeah. what the media can do? <clears throat> it's like it's amazingly terrible. Like I hate it. It's like it's almost like you don't want to trust anything you see you ever can't anymore. Trust anything you see. It's like <clears throat> it's like you almost want to fucking call like these motherfuckers. Like let's have a real conversation so I can see what you are, right. or like do your own like. Like, that's why everybody does a fucking podcast or a YouTube channel now, because then you can see who they are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're editing their own shit, doing their own shit, that's who they are. I mean, and that's not even always true, because some people have their personas and things that they put forward for views and all of that. But it's like, I don't think that's what Andrew Tate's about. Like, the way, because he's always saying the same shit. And he's also a fucking millionaire. You know what I'm saying? He's living the life that he's talking about. Like, he straight tells you, he's like... You hopefully know, he gets to continue and gets out of jail. He's not know? in jail. He's out. Well, I mean, hopefully he doesn't go back there. They didn't... I think they, there they, was they dropped no, charges. Yeah, they dropped there was, no, there were, I was going to say, so I looked into that. There were no charges. I know that, but did so they drop said, the investigation? <clears throat> they never so, officially charged him with So what he came out and said, he said it was he got swatted. So basically, like, it's kind of the same... <clears throat> I'm going to lump it in like this. It's like if someone calls, like, CPS... And says something like kids are being mistreated. No matter what, they're obligated to go check it out. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened to him. Somebody called and, he got and said, arrested. "No, he didn't get arrested. They got detained, and they detained everyone in his house, mm-hmm. his his gardener, his people, his staff, everyone there. They all really and, so. I, and they all got brought down. <clears throat> they searched the house. There was obviously nobody there, like mm-hmm. against their will." Like, the people who were there were paid to be there, and or him, his brother, and their friends, like, the people who were supposed to be there. Right. They got brought down, because at that point, paperwork has to be filed, so they all got questioned, da-da-da-da-da, everything was written down, they signed their shit, they were released. <clears throat> so what was it coming out saying that they were going to hold him for, like, 30 days or Media. something? Media. And that was Dude. just fake? Media. <clears throat> what the fuck? You can say whatever they want. It's like, one, like and, and make sure to show them being like taken into custody mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they and made sure that he they were cuffed too right you know what i'm saying <clears throat> that's just mind-blowing to me dude i didn't know that it's, I, it's, I didn't it's know. how they spun it like but yeah he was he, like nobody was arrested his, there was no child's charges filed even his best friend put a statement out like five days later saying that he was still locked up his ex his ex-wife came I out there and was saying all the shit that that was bullshit. his best friend said that he was still locked up I watched a video on it. He was on somebody's podcast and he released this episode or this uh, video of him talking about Andrew Tate being locked up in prison. And it's his best friend. Who? Who? I don't remember his fucking name, man. And my phone's turned off. Um, 
You have the internet right there. Yeah, but it's it's a podcast that I came across oh. on on Spotify when I was just looking through different podcasts, and I came across. I searched Andrew Tate. You talking about Sneeko? I don't remember his name, man. I can tell you, I like Andrew Tate. I like his I his, too. his his intensity. I, I was gonna say that's a good word way to describe him. He's intense. He, he's I think intense he just says things maybe a little off color. He's no. unfiltered. Like no, he says, I'm on I'm on filter, but I'm not going to call my wife my property. So I mean, I I mean he, he I think he he means well with it, but I think he sometimes he just talks unkiltered a little bit and says maybe the a little bit of the you wrong way. You changed the letter. I think that he's unfiltered, unkiltered. It's the same fucking thing. I think, <laughs> no, because I'm unfiltered. I'm an unfiltered person, but I'm not going to call my wife my property. That's a different. It's not the same thing. It's I, different. I think it's the adherence to different, different um, social, like social rules, right? In different, um, in different groups, sects, whatever you want to. But he's Muslim. But he, he even he, talks about it like that. He says when you reach that's the, what I'm saying. When you but reach a certain are. class of person, those rules don't apply to you. Right. And he speaks like that. He's like, I don't have to do that because I'm the top G. He's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. He's like, I can pay for my own shit. He's like, I pay for my own private security. He's like, I got money and all of this shit. That's why bitches that. want to hang out with me. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, you can't call a woman your property. You can't do that nowadays. You can't. Have, he can. He can. He can. Yeah. He does. Yeah, I can too, but I'm and saying. he's still got fly-ass bitches that are always trying to hang out with him all right. the time. But you're missing my fucking point. My point is, is that's why he catches so much heat. Oh, oh yeah, I understand yeah, 100%. that. what he says. It's not, I'm oh, just yeah. saying, and, I, and you can't call another human being your property, bro. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that. Especially women these days. With all this toxic masculinity shit and all that. I, th- it, I think it comes down to the 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 social law. I don't think it co- like because realistically, the only reason that you can't do it is because why? It's socially, socially unacceptable, un- yeah. right? But in certain religions, that's how it's viewed. He's Muslim. Their wife is their property. Like, I know that in his religion, I'm not, he. I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm <clears throat> saying what I'm what I'm saying is he says it wrong. I get what you mean. Yeah, he could have yeah, maybe yeah. said it a little bit different. Like, and then if you really listen to what he says he about is it, in context. Yes. Yeah. If you listen to the whole conversation, he, he's not wrong. Right. You know what I mean? He's not. But that one blurb is what fucking people focus on. And what that's what the, saw and yeah, shit like you said, that's that. what they focus on. Exactly. That's what the, that's the it's 15 the seconds. That's the 15 seconds they pull up and they blast through the media yeah. to make him look like he's it, a terrible person. It creates person. a headline. That's all it does. It creates a headline. <clears throat> Clickbait. Exactly. Because if you think about it these days, I mean, look at all like TikTok. You know, we're talking 15, 60 second reels, um, Instagram, Facebook reels, YouTube has their own shorts, um, shorts now. The, the people that use those social media platforms have no attention span. That's they well, have a say, that's why they created low that attention. Shit. Exactly because they only want you to pay attention to sixty seconds at a time. It's just like Coco Melon. I don't know like, if you. Oh if my you're, God, yep. Yeah, you so Coco Melon. He's probably not even. I, was, I don't head. have young yeah. children. Okay, so, my stepdaughters are teenagers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, glad you don't know Coco Melon. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so Coco Melon, and uh, I, I don't remember the college that did it. There was a study done that Coco Melon every six seconds it changes. I guess in like a kid's attention span is even shorter than, you know, a, a fully grown adult, male, female, whatever, mm. but six seconds. And they, I mean, they're on it 
it's a different color, a different shape, a different location, angle, everything in the in, in terms of the uh, the buildup of the the scene to scene. It's mathematically calculated. That would drive me fucking insane. Well, as a kid, <laughs> dude, but it makes sense for a kid. No, I get it. A like, toddler because they're constantly like, I'm focused on that. I'm focused on that. So if you change it, I it like keeps that them if it's educational, uh-huh. not if it's just to keep their attention. Do you kill something? That's a sad thing, though. You know what I mean? No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the these... terrible part about it. Yeah. It's like they that's like brainwashing shit. It's like right. they're just developing new ways to brainwash the young and their brains are sponges. Right. So it's like they're growing up learning to not have attention spans. They're lear- they're growing up with TV and well, shows directed to Riddle them for ADHD them. ADHD and all that oh. shit is so fucking rampant now. Rampant, yeah, exactly. Rampant these days. Like everybody's got ADHD. It's because we're programmed well, to be like we've that. We've always had ADHD. It's always been around. That's why, literally, that's why jobs they try to oversimplify jobs. They want you to be able to pay attention to that job. That's why they want you to like instead of being able to do. Every job on the line, you do this. Pass once you're done, you pass it on to this. But you're just doing that over and over and over. Your attention span is from here to here. Once it passes your right hand, somebody else's left hand picks it up till it gets to their right hand. Down the line, down the line, down the line. When you get to the end, it's a finished what, product what? that one person could have fucking done from start to finish, but they don't have the attention span to complete the task. Do you guys feel like, and I'm probably going to catch hell for saying this, do you feel like <laughs> women wear anxiety as a badge of honor these days? I don't think just women do. I think mostly women. And I'll explain why, but do you think that? I would say no, I don't think. I, I mean, I basically did when I said I don't just think it's women. Okay. So no. I don't think it's worn as a badge of honor. Why do you think that? Because I feel... So, <clears throat> what is the chances that every single woman between the ages of 18 and 35 has anxiety, severe anxiety? I mean severe. I don't. I mean I don't even know. But based off like what we were just talking about, it's higher and higher every year. Every generation, it gets higher. So it's like we're just starting to see it now more, and that's why you think that. Like because we, when we were younger, anxiety wasn't as prevalent. I have anxiety, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, it's not. Crippling. I feel like a lot of people brag about it. Brag about having anxiety. Because I feel like it's it's becoming <clears throat> socially acceptable to use. And I'm going to catch flack for this. Because people, so many people use it as a crutch. Like, I, I specifically know that's people what I'm who are like... They wear it as, like... It, but it's not just women. That's why I said, I know guys who are like that. Who, you can throw up that guys. anxiety curtain and then it, like, blankets so many things. Like, like that gives me anxiety. That gives me anxiety. Everything gives somebody anxiety. And if you really look at it, anxiety is just fear of something that hasn't happened yet. I mean... It's like fear of the future. That's all it really is. But you live in the now. So it's like... If you're focused on what you're doing right now, there shouldn't be anxiety. Now, granted, I understand there's things that don't go along with that. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, if your kids are out, you know what I'm saying? Your kids are possibly doing something dangerous, then there's a possibility that something could go wrong. That will give you anxiety. You can't control that, but you can't control that anxiety either. Just as a parent, like, as someone who cares for someone else, who's responsible for the upbringing and survival of someone else. I think the world we live in, <laughs> creates more anxiety for people than it ever has that that's for sure I you know what i mean I, I, but think I, I think anxiety now i don't necessarily know if it's used as a crutch or or but i do think that uh, at least a, a large portion of the people i know that have anxiety i think they 
or they say it, and it's interesting in where they say it in relation to the conversation, right? Most of the time, it's 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 a leading thing, right? You're gonna know if somebody has anxiety when you meet them, right? Yeah. Like they're you going to tell. let you know, or yeah, that's what I mean by they wear it as a badge of honor, though. I, but I because think, I don't think. Go ahead. I, I don't I'm necessarily sorry. think like the reason I wouldn't wear it as a badge of honor. I'd wear it more of a hey, just so you're aware. Like it's more of a preemptive because of like you were saying it's more socially acceptable now whereas people didn't didn't talk about those issues or you know any real realistically any mental health issues at least from the male perspective like nobody really talked about it it's still kind of shunned upon right but i i think that it's hey be aware i have these so that you can tiptoe about how you're going to present your position to me see but I also but anxiety has been around forever man right, it's right, not right. <clears throat> what i'm what i'm saying is i think that here recently and within the last decade it it seems like to me that people they're like why why is it before people kept anxiety themselves and it wasn't i don't know i don't know how to explain I it i think like, it's because we care about more people's feelings than we do about the results but isn't that a bad thing I mean, it was the fall of the Roman Empire. Identity politics is the reason that exactly the Roman Empire failed. I, exactly. I, I think that if you, you know, I think every single human being has some a bit of anxiety at times, yeah, right? Yeah. But I also think that there's some people that, in, in my experience, it's majority women, that really flaunt that as, as like that's who they are type of thing. And there's so much more than that. I get what you're saying. But they're saying like I've seen that too. Like you know what people I mean? who like, and that's why I say use it, it, it as a crutch almost. It's almost like hold on, let me interject real quick because I don't want to interrupt you. No, but no, I do. No. I do want to say this. Like I know anxiety exists, and I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't exist and it's not a true thing. Michelle has the severe anxiety, and I've but I've seen her go through episodes of passing out. We had to take her to the hospital last week for it. Um, we had to call an ambulance. You know what I mean? So I've seen this happen, but I'm saying. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that just don't, they don't have it as severe as they, they think they say. do. Yeah. But the, go ahead with and, what you're And saying. that's what I was saying. Like, I, um, that's along those lines, that's how I consider it almost like a crutch. And then, like, you talked about people, like, presenting it at the beginning. It's like, so that other people could tiptoe around. It's like, I have anxiety, so don't this or be careful of that. It's like, no, like, I'm going to be me. You have to deal with your anxiety. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I'm not, like now if I know somebody like if we're friends and I know you have anxiety, or for instance in your situation like Michelle, like you're not gonna do something that you know triggers her. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like you're also not gonna take her to a place where she's gonna be triggered. You know what I'm saying? And then but isn't and then tell everybody good else to like fears? <clears throat> yes, in oh, doses. But it's like, but you're not gonna like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to throw somebody who's fucking terrible, who's claustrophobic in a fucking small room and just, like, deal with it. Like, that's going to fuck right, them up. Yeah. They're going to have an anxiety attack. I see what you're saying, yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, it's like, you're not going to, I don't know. Like, I just feel like some people do that to, like, kind of control the situation. I agree. I, yeah, I, to, I think it's definitely weaponized. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't well, mean well that said. like I don't mean it like in a like negative weapon. weapon. I know what it's you mean, just but the it's fact just like, that it's being used as a weapon. It's like now everybody else has to be cautious because of your mental issue. Right. So don't you feel like then um, 
And I mean, that's what therapy's for. And like, therapists want, are trying to help people. I don't. I don't want tiptoe back into that and deal with their. Anxiety. If I ask you to tell me about you, I don't want the first thing that come out of your mouth is on the. I have anxiety. That's oh, not. I, that's I not you. Either. That's yeah. not you. Like I want to know what you like and how you are. That's. I don't want to know about your fucking anxiety. Right. Don't tell me your problems. Tell me about the person. Yeah. And that's the problem. I think most people do that. Like you say, hey, tell me about you. Well, I'm anxious. I have anxiety. I'm. I'm depressed or, you know, this, this and that. Like, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Oh, it's, it's like if you're you, trying to get me to feel sorry for you, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. When you ask somebody like to like like you're saying, when you ask somebody to tell you about them and they immediately identify with what they do as a profession. Right. Like. But that's not you. That's not you. That's right. what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do for money. You should, <laughs> right, you right. should never identify as a profession. Right. You know what I mean? Unless you really love what you're doing. I was right. going to say some professions like I don't know, like doctors like doctors put in so many hours that is who they are they are healers by nature like people who do that too. like <laughs> there's some ego too i mean yeah yeah <laughs> for sure like but they're like most doctors and surgeons are a type personalities they you know what i'm saying they go they want to be the best but they want to help people you know totally. what i'm saying like so yes like if if certain professions i feel like that yes like a pilot are. Like if you're a pilot, that, you know, yeah, I mean, but that's see, but like, like I'm a pilot. Oh, you know like, what I mean? Like, like, I, like I who are you? Saying. Like I'm a pilot. Like I, I travel the world. Like yeah, I yeah. love to fly. Type saying. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a, a great example. Like yeah, because yeah, that's another. I mean, doctor was the first one I thought of, but pilot is a great one too. Yeah. So would you, you know consider like, anxiety to be a, some form of narcissism, though? Anxiety is just fear of the future. N- not necessarily. And, and let me let me let me explain why I believe that. Okay, because in, in, when you say anxiety makes you focus on yourself instead of everything else around you. Not necessarily. And what's I mean, bothering you, and it's always about you and your anxiety and what we can and can't do. It's about your anxiety. But the anxiety... I can't, I can't go to... You know what I mean? Say you have anxiety driving on the highway. I get what you're saying. Like, I can't drive on the highway because you have anxiety? You're telling me... You see what I'm saying? Like... The definition of narcissism is they focus and they only care about themselves. It, but it has the caveat that they're never wrong, right? Like, so in order to be a true classic narcissist, you have to fully believe that not only is it never your fault for anything, you're also never wrong. So okay. then why so, is it that all men, according to women, when they break up with him, he, my narcissistic ex, they're all narcissists? It happens. Are you, you a narcissist? You, uh, so I have narcissistic tendencies. So, I feel like everybody but I believe does. every single human being has everybody those. does. So this is hilarious. But my thing is, is like, I, not everybody's a fucking narcissist, and and women throw that word out there like it's fucking, like it, like it, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's like they're talking about they have black hair or or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's really funny that this exact topic is coming up like <laughs> right now. Like, there's been a couple things that are just like, damn, that hits real like. This one specifically hits like really, really very pointed. So before I walked in, I was in the car. My my best friend from the military, <clears throat> he, uh, his name is Rio. Um, my wife and I went out to California, stayed with him, um, met uh, a friend of a, a, another mutual friend of ours um, who does like relationship therapy. And I had never met her before, but I said, Bobby said, uh, narcissistic tendencies i said to like we had been talking for hours at this point and like i said the first night i remember we had we we went in for i mean hours this is a very good friend i'm like well come on like 
profile me and my wife, and it was a blast. This, like this lady, Vanessa's amazing. Like everything that we talked about was was awesome. But she was. It's funny because I haven't talked to them in quite a while, and I literally was on the phone with them as I was getting ready to walk in here, and it came up. The, this exact conversation came up because the last time I saw her, this was our conversation. Uh, and like I said, they live in San Diego, and she. I said, don't worry, I got rid of all my narcissistic tendencies, but I still kept all my sociopathic ones. Because <laughs> she, she's like, you're definitely not narcissistic, but you, you might have some sociopathic tendencies. I'm like, well, I, I still That's laugh about it. good to know just... you got your gun on. <laughs> but see, but what's okay, worse, okay. so, so, sociopath or a narcissist? Well, it depends. Mm, I don't know. I think I would rather take a narcissist, you can peg them right away. Sociopath, you, you, can't. you might not know. Isn't a right. sociopath more someone that is able to hide the fact that they're a sociopath? So, I believe that's so. that's the scariest part. Is Sociopaths don't feel feelings right. the way right. normal people do. Which I, I but would but say. but almost all of them develop the ability to fake it. Like you know, what I'm saying like you might, and I'm I'm not I'm just using this as a loose term, like a loose example, like like a joke, something that's funny. Like you know, what I'm saying that's not really an emotion, but it's like. Somebody who doesn't follow the social cues, you'll catch on when you should laugh. I, I know what you mean. Or they'll they'll you show empathy. Yeah, they'll yeah. show it's empathy. It's not real empathy. And it's not real empathy. It's just like, okay, I'm not actually feeling this, but I should be feeling it. So yeah. let me portray like sure. I'm feeling it type of thing. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's learned behavior. They learn. I <laughs> haven't got there yet. <laughs> I'll let you know. It's You're like, not a sociopath. No, I don't think I am. And I'll explain why because I know you and I've seen you actually care about people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So thank you. Yeah. But um I don't know, man. I, I just think that too many it's it's becoming a thing where it's popular to be depressed. It's popular to be anxious, all that shit, and but I just I, don't like it. I really think that's like a media thing, like man, it's it's, it's how not they, a media thing I, because if I have if you've got, I mean, yeah, it is I was because say, they think put about it out it. Like, there, but I'm saying like, the, I mean, it's how, like they make it, and I, and I don't even think it's necessarily always a bad thing. It's like, this is like a turn, like where they're trying to bring social awareness for people who have these afflictions, but then other people take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what is the media? Go ahead. I'll say, I can, I can kind of relate to this with like the PTSD side of things. Right. So for me, like, I have very mild, very mild, you know, tendencies and flare-ups, whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> but I know other people that, you know, you talk to them, they talk the same way I do, they look the same way I do. Like, they don't seem like there's anything really off, right? You would think that, you know, this dude's mind's all jacked up. There'd be some some little tendencies, like right? Like, the, some identifier. So I, I think that, if you're using it in that same capacity that, you know, people will throw around the, oh, I've got PTSD, I can kind of see how that would kind of be the same, right? Like, mm -hmm. the not necessarily the weaponizing of it, but the the shield method or the, yeah. the crutch method. I mean, I can kind of see that. I think that the media does a lot about that because of who controls the revenue. Sure. We talked about this yesterday or the other day with the yeah, doctor. Yeah, it works just like yeah. Seventy-five percent of ads on TV are from pharmaceutical companies. So that means that CNN, Fox News, all of them, 
the majority of their fucking revenue is coming from pharmacy, pharmaceutical companies, and right? If they got the so whole world thinking that their anxiety, have anxiety, they got to get everybody's on some kind of fucking pill for it or fucking or antidepressants. Antidepressants, which, yeah. Let's yeah. let's just throw it out there. Antidepressants have actually been proven that they don't do anything for you. Sure. They, they don't just work. Make you a fucking robot. They don't really do anything just, because all they do is increase the dopamine within in your brain and. It just keeps you all happy and go lucky all the time. Human beings are meant to be sad at times. We are meant to be depressed at times. It's it's a natural thing. And they, they over-treat it, I think. When they say that the problem is when it becomes a constant, right? Like, But that's what they want. They don't want you. They don't want healthy people, healthy-minded people. Well, there's you no money here. So they don't want healthy-minded people. Like, they want you to need them. They want you to need the medicine or you don't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Big Pharma especially, like, they definitely want that. They want to broadcast fear in all of these fucking medicines on there, like, with all of these fucking side effects, or not side effects, but symptoms. You're like, hey, I have that symptom. Maybe I should go ask my doctor, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they put you on another fucking medication. Like, right. Like, and that's, well, that's what Big Pharma's job is. Like, they're a company just like a hospital, just like anything else, right? Their job is to increase their bottom line. Like, a pharmaceutical company... The ones that tell you that they want to cure, you know, whatever ailment it may be. Sure, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a couple out there that do, right? Like, maybe the people do. But when you when you get to a certain level, I would, I would say you care about the money, and your job is to create a drug that's going to fix the problem. Well, what is your problem? I have a headache. Okay, well, I'm going <laughs> to fix the headache. I'm not fixing why you have a headache. Exactly. I'm fixing your headache. In mass we're gonna we're gonna treat right. the symptoms. We're not gonna get rid of the ailment. Right. Ailment. It's, it's the same thing with um, statins. You know what mm-hmm. I mean with cholesterol medicine. It doesn't. It doesn't really lower your cholesterol. It doesn't lower it. What it does is it masks the symptoms of the cholesterol. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow the markers to be seen in your blood <coughs> and that sort of thing. So, it, I mean, if you look into statins, they're really not good for you at all. And we talked about that with the doctor. He said they are. I disagree with them completely, and I, I told him that. I'm sure there's probably, like, cases that they, they're good for. But generally speaking, pro- like, I wouldn't say none of it's good for I, you. I believe if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So yeah, if you take, just if like you take a statin, start. yeah, it <clears throat> might fix me for the next 10 years, but I'm going to end up getting dementia from it. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to end up getting some sort of neurological disorder from it or something like that or, or muscle pains and, and shit like that. So, and, and, and I think they, the pharmacies, when they develop these drugs, they know exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? Of course they do. If, yeah. they, create, if they create a drug to fix the statins, for instance, I'm spitting all over. Um, if they create a drug to... to you know, corral your cholesterol and fix your cholesterol, but they know it's going to cause dementia. Guess what they can do? Give you a dementia pill later. they can treat you for dementia later. Yeah. And it's a never-ending fucking cycle. It's job security. People, if you're, if you're depressed, go hike Mount Everest to base camp. Yeah, that's right. Go walk the Appalachian Trail. Right? Yep. It, would you, how many people do you know that actually exercise on a daily basis? Including ourselves. Not too many. Say outside of Think me, about the many. dopamine hit that you get from exercise. I was say, shit, even if you want to keep it even simpler than that, just take cold showers all the time. Is yeah. it a fucking surprise that we're, we're a depressed society? No. No, it's not, because we eat fucking McDonald's, McDonald's. and fucking, yeah, exactly, and fucking don't work, don't do anything. Don't do anything. <laughs> They're pumping drugs in everything. They're giving us pills, pumping drugs in our food, like, like it's crazy. I, I think it's the sugar. 
I think the sugar is where where they get us. I think it's sugar. I think it's the preservatives. I think it's the the dyes, the red, like red dyes known to cause fucking cancer, uh, dementia, Europe, Alzheimer, Alzheimer's, UK, all that shit. Like all of that shit's banned. You can't, yeah, they you, don't. Red dye forty. You yellow can't even number put five. That. Red Mountain number Dew? red. Yeah, Mountain Dew's no yeah, Mountain Dew, no like Swiss cake rolls, like all pop of that tarts, shit. all that shit gone. They don't even sell yeah. that shit. Right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I they, mean, they, they send the other version, whatever the other version is, like the the real version. Well, it I mean, expires but, in two days. But it's like, <laughs> right. but that means there's no preservatives in it. Right, it's like, right. That's like bakery shit. It's like if you know that you've got an all organic, all natural baker, like bakery. And it's like, yeah, my shit's good for two days because I don't put any crap in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the shit you want to eat. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, you want to go there. It's like, yeah, it sucks because you got to, like, only buy what you need. Like, but that's what, that's how they, that's how they get us. Like, they want to sell us and then you can keep it for two weeks. And that's how they tell you, like, oh, it lasts for two weeks. So you can talk about it. Well, it keeps. No, I'm saying move the whole arm. Over. No, I know. But it's like I had it where I oh, want it. But I had the I mic like you. this. But now it's, I don't I know why you. it's doing no that now. <clears throat> so it's like weird. It probably just needs tightened up, and the wires take it off and tighten up. But I'll fix it later. How do I tighten this? You gotta, you gotta have the wire off of it and be able to turn the whole thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, they maybe that's what's causing all this fucking ailments is the bullshit that we eat and the fact that we don't get up and move. Oh, that's one hundred percent big part of the problem. I feel like every real doctor homeopathic doctor fucking witch doctor everybody will tell you that like we've gone so far from where humans used to be like every human used to have to go outside and work a day's work to survive you know what i'm saying like like in le- except for like when we got into hierarchies and that's where it all started to go to shit like once you got people in power who don't have to work who just like oversee the others it's like you know what i mean have you ever heard of grounding, like sleep grounding? Uh-uh. Yeah, where you sleep on the ground or you sleep without Gra- a bed. Oh, like being grounded, like you, walking you in sleep the grass. Grounded, yeah. yeah. So, like, there's I can't remember the gentleman's name. There's a big, long, controversial study where he like put aluminum underneath his bed frame and mattresses and everything, and he took like a a wire, ran it out his window, stuck it in the ground. So, and like, oh, and, what? Yeah, I've never they, heard of that. Th- so that's how this this guy started the journey, right? Like, I can't re- I can't recall his name. Um, where he like so he he essentially grounded grounded himself, yeah like. so he it gets rid of like the negative wave energy I don't like I don't know the whole detail of of what he does but I'd say I think there's something to be said with that because like oh for you, sure when I'm hiking that, that's I, there's a reason I don't sleep in a hammock like don't get me wrong I love a hammock and I I've got some really really nice ones that I can sleep in you know even flat but you want to be on the ground but I'm grounded yeah, yeah. It, it, if there's something that really <clears throat> well you got to think about that like, a, it might have been yeah you got to think about that as just a basic like we're electrical beings like everything we do is based off electrical signals from our body mm-hmm. like everything yep. like we are electrical beings so like eating vegetables like eating plants is better for you than eating other animals you know what i'm saying because now one you've killed that thing now it doesn't have electrical signals going through it any longer you know what i'm saying like plants are still alive after you root them out of the ground for a significant amount of time sure. <clears throat> you know what i mean so it's like like, if you eat a full alkaline diet, you are literally eating positively charged, actually, don't quote me on that, but charged in a specific way, vegetables that help your body sure. with the electrical impulses that happen within us. 
<clears throat> I was gonna say that's what the whole like Doctor CB. He's dead now, but like his diet that he came up with. Yeah. Like he he straight up told you he was like you can cure cancer if you eat right. Oh, like man. he was like if you have cancer and you eat right, he's like your body. He's like there is no sickness that the human body can get that it can't cure itself. There's a, there's a natural remedy, a natural herb for every single yeah. problem that you can face. Right, and if, if people don't believe that, I mean, that's like with the endocannabinoid system. Like, the reason you can get high when you smoke weed is because you've already got the receptors in your body. Exactly. That your body yeah. already produces the same exact chemical compound that you find in it, which is why like There's got to be something in you to connect with what you're putting into it for the reaction. Exactly. <laughs> there has to be. What, what, when you were out on the trail and, and when you went um, to and did your Mount Everest trip, what, what type of food did you eat? Did you eat good or did you eat like shitty food or like what what was your diet forever specifically i had a predominantly a, a really asian diet so i'd have did um, you eat a lot of nepalese food is that what you mean yeah we had like uh dalbot uh, okay. i had my, my ben had dalbot a few times um i had you know some pastas with red sauce and <clears throat> you know um sherpa stew and things like that but every night on on everest the reason why i say everybody can do it is it's you're walking on a path that is wi- as wide as this table pretty much the entire time, if not a little wider. Up a mountain. Up a mountain. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So and it, it's so once <laughs> you <that>. get, <laughs> I need to take a break. Well, you can't because it's not wide enough for me to lay down. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you want to talk about being grounded? Uh, <laughs> there were times where I did lay down. Uh, in the middle of the trail. I mean, like, the trail goes up and turns. And so our intent was to do, like I said in the beginning, we got uh, derailed by a couple of days, right? Because weather and flights wouldn't get us up where we needed to go. Pardon me. We actually caught um, a helicopter from Kathmandu um, Airport, domestic airport, to um, Sirke, which is just slightly under Lukla, which is the highest, most dangerous airport, you know, in, in the world. Uh, really short runway. I mean, if it doesn't, if you look at the videos, there's small airplanes that are just crashing other helicopters or other airplanes. Uh, I mean, it's, it's literally the, like you land into a, the middle of a mountain. It's, it's really, really cool leaving. I can't speak on landing into it. Like I said, we took a helicopter to Cirque instead and we hiked up and it was, there was probably 2000 stair steps between where we started and where we ended for the day. Um, so yeah, food wise, every, you walk to a, um, a lodge, if you will. Um, when I say lodge, it's a full blown, full blown building, like interiors fully finished. You know, you sleep 30, 40 people. Um, but because we were there during the late monsoon season, nobody really else was up there. Plus the delay, we had three days there were like four days of delays past our day and like a week of delays before. That was the longest shutdown, I think they said, since like 2005 for aircraft to be able to go into, wow. um, into yeah, Lukla or Cirque. So once we get <coughs> up, I mean, you hike a couple miles, you know, a couple miles at that altitude is totally different than hiking, you know, here in Ohio. It's... It's night and day different. It's like punishing. Well, yeah, yeah, oxygen's lower. Um, yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. I was say, that would have to be the number one issue. Like, just well, there's a reason why deprivation. athletes train in high altitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or with a high altitude mask on that that um, simulates a high altitude. Right. It, you know? it forces your body to produce more red blood cells, red blood cells so they right. can carry more oxygen when you're at a lower level. Right. Like, it's, that's essentially what doping is. Right. But 
when you're when you're not like when you go from what 200 300 feet above sea level here in cincinnati and you go to Kathmandu, i mean you're at 2000 feet and then you go into the mountains you're at 6000 feet right and then you, from there you go up like you they say you don't really start experiencing the effects of altitude until you hit like 8000 or higher our goal like i said we, we was the average trip i believe is 9 days is what they plan to go up and then back from base camp. You can go up to base camp. You can come down from base camp in two days if you're if you're going. Um, if you're like going up, you obviously like, you, because of elevation, you go up and then you sleep low. And then you go up and then you sleep low. That way, don't you, can, you don't you go up? You come back to base camp, mm-hmm. then you go up further the next day, mm-hmm. then you come back and go up further. Yeah, and it helps get you used to the oxygen level yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it helps acclimate you faster right um you take certain days where you don't like like you take your down days your zero days and that's a zero day isn't really a day where you don't hike you go like instead of carrying a bag you go check something uh, like a site out or something like that and then you come back um we did that uh, really really cool spot in in Nepal um, just outside of Namche Bazaar is where we took our like one day down um, called Sagarmartha next it's, I'd say look, do some time look into it it's a really really cool concept the guy that started it he uh, what's it called Sagarmartha next how do you spell it uh, S-A-G-A R M-A-R-T-H-A Sagarmartha next next Was it National Park? So uh, just type the word. Yeah, they, there it is. There you go. Yeah, so this place, I mean, you can see, like, it's absolutely stunning in and of itself. But this place was hand-built. Like, when you click and you look at, like, the big picture of, like, what it is, like, you'll, like, you. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you, you'll, you'll scroll through it. So this place, essentially their their idea, their concept is, there's a lot of people, obviously, a shitload of people go to Everest, right? And they, like, people drop trash. We're not exactly a clean people, right? Dude, I've heard it's real bad there, though. Like, oxygen tanks laying around and everything. That's all above where I went. Right. Um, but from, basically from base camp down, um, not and, and all of that's included, too. People that go up to Everest and, you know, they carry other people's stuff down. It is dangerous, right? I mean, anytime you're going up that high, you have the inherent risk of not coming back yourself, so you don't necessarily want to be carrying other people's shit that they left behind. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this this group, Sagarmartha Next, um, uh, this the guy that kind of spearheaded it, um, he's, from Euro- he's a European guy, um, went back to Nepal and lives at lives in this building and essentially their goal is, is to, it this building here yeah 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 that, that's one of them like the building that's it yeah then two to the right of that is the inside of like their art room gotcha okay. so as we're, we go up and we watch this, this place opened like in april like they haven't been open very long at all but it took four years for these guys to like hand hand chisel all this granite to build this and it is perfect i can't like i get cold chills thinking about how much time and effort and money like money they would have spent to do this Mm -hmm. this is a multi hundred million dollar building and they did it by hand with the the tools that they're they've got around them and you know obviously they do bring some things in you can see like obviously they're not 
you know, building main beam centerpieces. Right. Like, but this is all either flown in on a helicopter and, or carried on the back of some, you know, Raj guy, Rai guy, um, Sherpa carrying, carrying, literally carrying it up. Like, I have so much respect for all of those people. It's it's absurd. So how how was it though? Like with uh, speaking to them, like did you have a translator? I'm assuming. No, so we really? had we didn't do it with a guide. Um, literally showed up. Like I've, I've traveled the world. I've seen some things. Right. I got off the plane in Nepal. Ben was there a day before me. Um, he was coming from Thailand. Thailand. Uh, Thailand. Thailand. Sorry, yeah, okay. Thailand. He uh, he landed. I got off the plane and. I, Cell, cell service when you first get off you really don't know what's good whatsapp is a really good international like that's what we use to communicate um with some of the people that what is it whatsapp i don't i'm not familiar with whatsapp that. the app i don't know what that is oh, it's telecommunications is app. it like a you can text, text messaging and app oh okay okay yeah, you can do all of it it's basically just another it's like in encryption but it's like yeah. yeah you can it's just like voip basically okay yeah, it, it, it works and you can, i mean i've talked to a couple of guys I wouldn't say regularly that I met on the, uh, on the uh, the trip, but on the Everest trip I met them. Um, we were supposed to share a helicopter with them on day one. We ended up not, and then you know crossed paths a few times. Um, yeah, that that whole trip was a really really cool experience. But yeah, sleeping, eating food, man, they're making me daydream about. So how long were you there? A month. Um, weren't you there about a month? Just under three? 20 days. I think we were oh, like really? 17 okay. days in total. Did you feel a difference in the way that, because of the way that you were eating and things like that, did you think you, did you feel a difference, yeah. like physically? Oh, yeah. And mentally? I felt cleaner. Like, I don't really know how better to explain that. You uh, felt like, healthier. I just felt cleaner. Yeah, like in, like outside, uh, dirty. I didn't shower the entire time I was there. Like, not once, yeah. but like in the Appalachian Trail, I think I showered ten times in four months. Like it, baby wipes, <laughs> and that's kind of it. outside of like when I was not hiking. Like I, I'm not going to factor showers off trail and whatnot. But like, yeah, like there's periods of time where you just walk. You walk into town, get your shit, go back out, and just keep walking. Right. You don't have time for that. You wash your bits. You know, baby wipe. Throw it all. Dude wipes. That's yeah. it. Dude Ball wipes. Deodorant. Prostitute wives. <laughs> no, so yeah, so Everest, um, food wise, like I said, Dalbot, um, pastas, stews. Met some really cool people on it. Sherpas are really cool. See, I, I want, I, I would love, uh, see, I'm, I'm a big food person, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I really think you can tell a lot about someone by the food that they eat. And, I would love to be able to travel to different places in the world and try different cuisines and shit like that. That'd be cool as fuck. In my what was my it? Opinion. What was um? I can't think of his name. Food Food Network star that did that. Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy that doesn't even. Uh, his name's Sonny. He's he's got a YouTube channel. He's got like thirteen million subscribers. It's called the uh, Best Ever Food Review Show. And he goes and visits um, everywhere, dude. Like, he, he visits uh, Kenyan tribes. Um, he went to one tribe. I watched one of his videos, and they were they had killed a water buffalo. And they were cutting, they cut it open, and they were taking the liver of the water buffalo raw, dipping it in its bile, and then dipping it in its blood. I told you about this. And eating it. 
I, I don't know if I could ever do anything like that. You know what I mean? I could eat the raw liver, I think, but not the blood and the bile. I'm cool on that. <laughs> the bile. Yeah. I could even you eat the blood, me. but not the bile. You lose me on bile. I don't think I could eat the blood either. Like, I, I don't know. Blood is like pure nutrition. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, obviously, blood probably tastes like iron. Metal. Iron, iron. iron yeah. 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 Yeah, metal. Yeah. It's like drink, liquid metal. Yeah. I just, I, I don't. I mean, that's like do I've, I've just know that from swallowing my own blood, yeah, like tasting. No, I mean, like just like no, in I football, have. like having like cut your gums yeah. or something, and your mouth gets yeah. all full of blood. I feel like you've I've never been had punched it. in the mouth. I know. Yeah, I definitely know. You've never had blood. Obviously, like. I have. <laughs> I've obviously tasted my own blood. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if you cut yourself and you're leaking like that, you probably shouldn't be drinking that. I'm... When I was younger, if I got a scratch or something was bleeding, I would lick it to stop it from bleeding. It yeah, yeah, but it. but I mean, I don't think that's I don't. Here, I'll say that in my experience, I don't think I've ever licked enough of my blood from like a wound like that that I could taste the metal. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I, I taste I the skin. I have. Like, like you lick it, like whatever. That's you the taste salty your metal. Skin. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna say you, it more tastes like salt than anything. It's like but I remember steel. one time, like, like literally, my head, my helmet came off in a football game, and I got, I caught one to the mouth. It's like even with my my mouth piece in, I st- it still cut me, and my mouth filled wow. up with blood. And I swallowed in it, and it was like I swallowed liquid metal. I don't, I don't know weird. if you guys noticed or not, but I don't have any teeth. And um, <laughs> when they pulled them out, that's all I swallowed was blood. So, yeah, it was, it, I don't know. I couldn't – I don't think I could eat blood. It, it – it, like, when that when I went through that with my teeth, like, I swallowed so much blood and my stomach hurt. Oh, yeah. You, know no, what I mean? you like, can die if you oh, yeah. consume too much blood. Can you really? Hell, yeah. You can't – You can die I don't from think, consuming too much of anything. Well, yeah, you can drown by drinking too much water. But um, – I think that your body is not even able to digest your own blood. Well, I know that because it's you... set your immune, like your digestive tract, the, the bacteria and stuff is is not able to break down your own blood. I, I don't, don't know about the stomach, but I know that like if you have like an ulcer that's bleeding, right? Once it leaves your ulcer or your stomach and it goes into your small intestine, then through your large intestine, right? Obviously, out your ass. Like that's the difference between having like a bright bloody stool and, and a dark, a dark black, black yeah. one, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're bleeding from your colon, usually it's like a black, um, like it looks like coffee grounds. If you're bleeding from anywhere inside, yeah, that's if, black. If you're bleeding, yeah. from, if your colon if red, is like if you're like if your anus is bleeding, it's red. Yeah, because yeah. that's on like on the outside well, when it's yeah, coming out. Yeah, when it out. hits the air, it turns red. Your your blood's not. Well, I'm just red. talking about like if blood has gone through your body, it's black when it comes out. Right. If it's red when it comes out, that means it's close to the end, like it oh, might be like a hemorrhoid saying. or something, or you I have like a saying. tear like towards the end. But it's like, yeah, your body turns your blood black. Yeah, like that blood is no longer good. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. It's like been through stomach acid, been through all of the intestines, large and small, and then you shit it out. Like it's just a black shit. <clears throat> right. And that's the only way blood leaves your body, unless you have issues. Like if you piss blood, do you have a serious issue? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so blood, you yeah. wouldn't piss it out. You shit it I out. I pissed blood before. I got in a fight and got the kidneys beat out me, man. Fucking piss blood. That was terrible. Yeah, you got to stop getting your ass beat, Mommy. It happens sometimes, bro. Like, you can't that's win what, them all. I don't know what that's like. Because you're a pussy and you won't fight nobody. <laughs> you're a lot. Um, I don't fight people because I don't like to whoop people's ass. Hey, look, <laughs> here, here um, so we, we've been going for two hours, almost two hours, man. Um, I think we should probably wrap it up a little bit i gotta be at work in the morning dude but yeah this has been fucking awesome time flew by man i'm getting hungry i might eat one of you guys if you if i don't get some food i got some sausage (laughs) 
Huh? I'll trip him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bear in this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. He's faster. These, than you. these motherfuckers are the ones that look like Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Um, I think that. And by the way, I think Bigfoot is a bear that stands up on its legs, and people think it's Bigfoot. But bear, Bigfoot's not real. Bigfoot's totally real. No, it's not. I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. Like, I definitely could see, like, people no fucking way. hyping it up for the media of it all, like, just to go hunt Bigfoot. Uh, I could see there being... All right, so on. Before we close off, you just <laughs> opened up a rabbit hole. So it's like, I could see that being something out there, but at the same time, it would have to be advanced for us to have not found it. Why would, oh, yeah, why we not why have we not found skeletons of it? Why have we not found one? See, but but they have found giant skeletons. How about the law of infinite probability? Well, that means I, it, that I, means I, it has I, there's the potential for it. It has to, yeah. I don't think it's there, man. I think maybe it existed at one time, but I don't think it's there anymore. I was gonna say because the whole I think Bigfoot the ones thing you see nowadays is, is people like the, seeing bears standing up on their hind well, legs. Well, I mean, Bigfoot is a yeti, right? That's the whole. That's where it all came from. That came from Nep- Nepal, Nepal, right? Yeah. I was like the story it's of the not, Yeti. Well, they, They're not is, the same thing. It's the same story, though. No, think of it as a, think of the difference between a polar bear and a brown bear. They are the same thing. That's true. <clears throat> in Nepal, the Yeti is the snow version. We'll do this what uh, we next time. Yeah, I'm down with that. We'll do this next time. <laughs> um, we always like to end with our final thoughts, Jeremy. What's your final thoughts, bro? Final thoughts. I don't really think much. <laughs> no, this has been a blast. If you could, if you could tell people that are on the on the fence about doing some of the things you've done, what's a couple things you can give them for advice? Like, uh, my biggest bit of advice would be go as lightweight as you can possibly afford to go comfortably. Gear is expensive, right? Like tents are expensive, backpacks are expensive, time is expensive, but. Do everything you can to reduce the amount of physical stress that you're going to have on your body by decreasing the amount of weight that you're going to carry. I'd rather finish the goal than I could have finished the goal. Right. You know, um, whenever you're in the woods, minimize the amount of risk that you expose yourself to fully. Um, I'd say don't take anything that's unnecessary in terms of risk. If your goal is a long-term goal, think about the long-term, you know, don't don't think about the here and now for the fun, right? It might be really fun to stand on the edge and jump up and down and try to take your picture, but it'd be really cool to finish your <laughs> three, four four month journey. You know what I mean? Without broken legs. Yeah. So, are you? Um, I I did want to ask you. I meant to ask you this before we did that. Do you have any plans of like, um, what what's your what what's your next trip? I get that question a lot. So, my biggest uh, my biggest goal. I you know I'm like I said, I'm a vet. Uh, I want Denali. That's uh, the way I see it. Is that's my mountain. Nice, right? Like Denali is my goal. Um, I don't care if I don't accomplish that's any other mountain. The biggest one in the states. Right? Biggest one in North America. North America. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, to answer it, you know, with my my dream list, I, I I set the goal for by the time I turn forty, I'm thirty seven. Um, by the time I turn forty, I will have stood on the top of Denali. That's that's my my next want. Right. Is it is it in the works? Oh yeah, well that's what the Everest Space Camp was kickoff number one. Um, my I have uh, Baker, Adams, and Hood. Those are West Coast, uh, Washington, Oregon mountains. Um, Rainier was on that list, but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take Rainier out if I have the opportunity to do, to do Rainier while I'm doing one of the other three. Then I'll take that as well. But um, Baker, Adams, and Hood. Those are all like I said, Washington, Oregon. 
and then Aconcagua. Um, Aconcagua is the tallest peak in South America. It's actually taller than Denali is, um, but th- uh, that'll be a good stepping stone for Denali. Denali is like the eighth most dangerous mountain on the planet. So yeah. th- uh, there's a certain level of risk that's <clears throat> going to go to that, and I'm not going to go do something that I don't have the technical skill set for. I've got a wife and two kids. So um, as much as I would love to just say, fuck it and go, I'd like leave tomorrow if like the opportunity presented itself. I'm, I'm a realist and I know that there are things that I've got to learn still, you know, glacier traversing and, you know, tie off prussic nuts and things like that. So I feel like three years is an adequate amount of time for me to accomplish five mountains. Yeah. Know, at minimum five mountains. I think you can do it. There was a guy that did 21 in like six months or something. You know what I mean? So I think you can do it. Um, are you, um, can't you, talk, got to climb a mountain. You, yeah. His, yeah. His, his mom died during it and everything. It was crazy. There was a documentary on it. You, you've probably seen it on Netflix. But um, have you considered making a documentary or anything about it or anything or about what you're doing? So not I ha, I, I've considered writing about it. But said I can't do it. I can't carry the camera. <laughs> but that, honestly, that's, that is my mentality. Um, when I hike, Ben, like I said earlier, my brother Ben's got a channel. So if like I hike with him and he's doing the the recording and things like that so i'm familiar with carrying a camera i'm familiar with like recording you know us and him and and those types of things but for me i don't know the first thing about editing i know nothing about it and it's how do i invest the amount of time to learn those skills i'm going to need to because ultimately i'd love to you know impact is my trail name impact backpacking it's what i'm working on building on my website's you know almost finished but uh, like that's what I want. I would love to be, you know, the next, you know, big backpacker. Like, oh, yeah. would, like reviews here, reviews there. That's that's what I would like. I met <clears throat> I met one of my you know idols while I was on my Everest trip. So, uh, like it was any if it was anything, he was one of the nicest people. Oh yeah, nicest people out there. Darwin on the trail, yeah, one of the nicest. Oh yeah, for him. Yeah, Darwin, I I've, I followed Darwin like for for years, and like I said, two of the guys that we met. Um, while we were waiting for our aircraft, um, they're like, Hey, Darwin, this dude, Darwin's ahead of us. And I like half fanboyed. So like, I'm like, Oh man, like this dude, like I followed this guy. For- just apologize in advance. Like, sorry, but this is about to happen. Oh, <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. He was such a good, such a good dude. It was really nice to talk to him. Um, I'm gonna, if I can, I'm going to throw his brand out. He just started a backpacking brand, evolved supply company. Um, yeah, that dude, I, as far as I'm concerned, he's like god of backpacking. Like that, like and the fact that I got to meet him was even cooler. Oh yeah, man! He's a super nice guy. It's nice when you're like the guys that you look kind of look up to mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, what you hope well, they are. It's good that you had a good experience because they always say never meet your heroes because yeah. they don't turn out to Sometimes be who they you. Can let you down. Yeah, Michael Jordan, you motherfucker, <laughs> degenerate um, gambler, yeah. great at basketball yeah. but terrible asshole. <laughs> um, is there? Do you have any like social medias if anybody? Wants to follow your journey or anything like that, or like I said, I'm building. Uh, I'm still building them out. Um, I do have uh, an alternative Facebook page. Uh, it's the Impact Backpacker. Uh, I'll put all. I'll I'll put all this in the show notes too. Yeah, I'll send. Yeah. I'll send you all that. Yeah. Uh, my link and whatnot. Send me Ben's channel too. I'll yeah, put that in there. Definitely. He, uh, can I shout out his other channel? So yeah. How he kind of got yeah. into it. Ready, set, resell. Um, that's your brother. Yeah, that's my brother. Shut the fuck up. You know my brother's ready. Yeah, ready. I used to something. watch all his videos. Yeah. yeah, that's my brother. That's the brother that did the first three hundred miles of the AT. You're fucking lying, yeah, dude. Ben. Yeah, that's that's my bro. That's that's funny. 
he bought some shit from me and my cousin too at um, White's Farm and Auction out in oh, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, at uh, Batesville. That's your brother? Yeah. This guy. Yeah, that's Ben. That's my brother. Dude, I used to watch all his videos, man. Fuck yeah. Shout out, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, because when I was getting when I was doing my resale shit and all that, man, I learned a lot of shit from him, man, yeah, about That's why I took him here buying pallets and shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit I learned from him, man. That's cool. I didn't I didn't know that, man. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. look up and maybe get him in here sometime. Yeah, so ready I'd to I'd love set, to meet him. Yeah, he, well he and Felicia they live in um Chicago now. I don't Do know they if, really? Yeah, so I don't know. If that's, I think that I think he announced that on his Ready Set Resale. I haven't. Page, I'll be honest. I haven't watched a video of his in a long time, just because I got out of that. So it was like, you yeah, know what I mean. No, but yeah, but yeah. He, but no, Ready Set World. You know the spin from this. Um, that's that's his other page, and I believe he's up to maybe I think ten or eleven blog posts. So our entire Everest trip is on his Ready Set World as he's putting them out that's cool man nice yeah Yeah, we'll plug it man i'll put it in the show notes geo what's your final thoughts mcmahon uh just from collectively what we talked about today set little goals the little victories get you to the end don't bump it all into one thing just do one bit at a time each leg of the race will get you to the finish line Oh, yeah, man. I love it. My, is that it? Yeah, good. Okay. My final thoughts, man. Don't let your dog eat your teeth. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, don't spit all over your friends. And um, don't fuck with Pizzlies. Don't spit crackers all over your friends. Fuck you. <laughs> don't fuck with Pizzly bears. They're mean and they're weird. And they'll eat you. But, um, Jeremy, man, we de- I definitely appreciate it. Will you come back oh, for sure. time? Yeah, totally. All right, cool, man. Totally. I'd love to get you back in here, dude. We used to have so many crazy conversations about weird shit all the time and stuff when we worked together. So. Yeah, totally. Um, some real deep details about the backpack. Yeah, I definitely want to do that, man. So we'll definitely get you back in here. But we always end on a big wolf howl, man. Will you howl with us? Oh, all right, on three. One, two, three. Howl! We'll see you all next week. <laughs>